Welcome this week to Writing the Nerds, podcast about nerds just basically talking shit. Uh, we have different topics, different subjects every week, but this week uh, will be a fantastic one. But I'm here always with... And we are unfortunately down a nerd this week. RBG is homesick. He's not homesick. He's at home with a sick kid. Um, we all have, all three of us have kids, so we understand. And we wish his child a speedy recovery. Uh, that being said, we have a great, great episode tonight. We decided, uh, the three of us talked and decided that we kind of want to reminisce and nerd out about old. Saturday morning cartoons, something that kind of went went the way of the dinosaur, uh, went the way of dial-up and AOL. Um, it just vanished. Uh, I think that had a lot to do with Cartoon Network and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, where you can just watch cartoons 24-7. Um, and any kind of streaming service where you can just watch cartoons 24-7. Uh, I've done it with several. In fact, I kind of got into a cartoon hole. I was watching Animaniacs and Darkwing Duck, and it was it wasn't really watching; it was more just background noise. But you know, it, it did kind of re- made me realize just why Saturday morning cartoons aren't a thing anymore. Um, Cody, I, I mean, yeah, it, it's really not much a thing anymore, and kind of makes me sad because I really enjoyed the hell out of Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid. I mean, granted. Most of the time, it seemed like a good way to push the new toys out on us. Oh, absolutely. Back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, it was definitely just a huge 30-minute commercial. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's where they conned the phrase toyetic. Yep. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that was one of my favorite things was I couldn't wait for the next Saturday morning when I could get up, eat my bowl of cereal, and watch my favorite cartoon, the new episodes of my favorite cartoons. Every week. Um, and some not cartoons. I mean, you know, kind of cartoon-esque, but Power Rangers and then any kind of spin-off Power Rangers series. They had what, uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs and, and uh, what were some of the other? They did that weird live-action Turtles. Yeah. So I can remember another Power Rangers, or seeming Power Rangers knockoff, VR Troopers. Oh, yeah, absolutely uh, knockoff. Power yeah. Rangers knockoff, VR Troopers. Uh, Big Bad Beetleborgs had like the Elvis Presley purple guy. Which I think they later used for Angel, because they didn't they have a green Elvis Presley guy uh, in Angel. I don't know. I didn't watch all of Angel. I, I saw like either. the first couple seasons and the last episode just because I felt like I owed it to them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it, the cartoons was where it was at. That it was that that's what really hooked me. I mean, uh, what is it? I had. Fox. I was pretty much Fox's bitch when I was a child. Well, I look at what they had, though. They had, I mean, yeah, they had the best shit. They had X-Men. They had Batman. Batman Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. I, um, they even had the short-lived Iron Man, Silver Surfer, and Fantastic Four series. That they did. Um, which none of them really hit. They had, they had a Hulk one, too. I uh, think it was even shorter-lived right. than, than the other ones. But yeah, especially because that was about the time I started hitting comic books pretty hard. So uh, yeah, I was about seven, eight, nine, well, hell, right X, around there. X Men. That was the reason why I even started going for comic books. Like, it, I mean, I always loved Batman, but I was only familiar with, you know, 
Tim Burton Batman. Well, you, I, I was more familiar with uh, Adam West Batman. Oh, yeah. I, I used to watch that with my great-grandfather on Nick at Night. They'd have the, the yep. Batman 66 episodes, and uh, we'd watch that. And for some reason, my grandfather was really against me watching cartoons. He would rather me watch, like, hmm. people. You know, I, it was something to do with uh, fiction and fantasy. It's, I don't know. He was very old, uh, old school. I mean, he grew up through the Depression. You know, hmm. he was born in 1918. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he was a little more of a serious guy. Still very fun and all that. But he was always obsessed. He's like, he didn't want me to watch. I could watch cartoons, but he always pushed me to watch, like, live action stuff. Um, I do remember watching, uh, oh, I about said Perry Mason, but that's, I mean, we did totally watch Perry Mason, but oh, yeah. I'm thinking Alfred Hitchcock presents. I watched, I watched that. that with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was some kind of weird thing where like, I wasn't even allowed to really rent cartoon movies with him. I could rent kids movies, but he'd rather me rent like real people movies. I don't know why it was weird. I, I was actually encouraged to watch cartoons, from what I remember, by my parents, because they would watch some of these kids' shows. Like, you know, say if an episode of Barney came on, be like, this is just absolute drivel. Like, why don't you go watch some Rocco instead? Right, like, All right. Uh, who? I don't remember many people actually liking Barney. And if they did, they lied about it. I didn't watch a full episode of Barney until I got older. And then I was kind of watching an episode with one of my kids, and I was like, no, never, never Rich, again. That's a kind of a funny story of what, like, it used to be on at the babysitter that I would go to all the time. And oh, yeah. she, uh, I just remember they did a cast change for the kids at one point. Well, yeah, those kids get older, you well, know. But the thing about it with me was, like, I was really into dinosaurs at the time. Like, I, yeah. I know Barney was not an herbivore. No, no. And oh yeah, you know, from one day to another, you have a new cast. It's like, okay, what the hell happened to them? Barney ate the kids. Yeah, that was like that was my weird like six year old brain like running through <laughs> that. You remember Death to Smoochie? Yes. Oh my God, it was beautiful. It was so great. There, yeah, Robin Williams and what was it Edward Norton? Yep. Oh my God, it and, was just uh, the the dark, seedy underside of children's programming. Danny DeVito and John Stewart. Oh, yeah, I forgot they were in that. I've only seen it, like, once or twice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you had that awful drivel for children. Um, I was kind of glad when my kids got to that age. They, It was still very much drivel. But yeah. it was. I think the only things that I couldn't stand that they watched were Caillou, Max and Ruby. And I feel like there was one more that I just okay. could not stand. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, too, with Max Ruby and Caillou. Um, I know I there was another that. one I hated, too, which was uh, Pinky Dinky Doo. See, I don't remember that one. See, I I only saw a few episodes of it, but it was enough to be like, never again. Oh, God, Pinky Dinky Doo. Well, they watched weird stuff like Pocoyo, which didn't even really have words in it. No. Um, and I, I remember it being weird, but like somewhat hypnotic. Or you're just kind of yeah. watching it, and you're just—it's all white screen. There's not much to it. It's all computer animated. Uh, but yeah, it was really just bizarre. And then I found out it's from France, and I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. It's just oh, yeah. weird. Um, I mean, there, there's so much of that stuff. Like even um, Sean the Sheep, 
that. Oh, like, yeah, Sean the Sheep. No words whatsoever, just a bunch of, I mean, it's Wallace and Gromit style. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it's amusing as hell. But, yeah, I mean, so, it, I mean, at least they're still doing stuff like that. Right. It's not, I mean, back in my day, and my mom will attest to this, is uh, my thing, especially before the ages of six, was DuckTales. Oh, yeah. And she said that when DuckTales would come on, I would look around the room, make sure nobody was in the room. And, of course, my mom's spying on me from around the corner. Of course. And I, she said I would just lose my shit and dance around to the theme song of DuckTales. Which is funny because I was going to mention, like, if anybody right now is listening to this and when they hear DuckTales, all of a sudden doesn't think in the back of their head, Woo. right? Like, Woo. yeah, yeah. Then oh, you. I know the words to that song. I know all of the words to that song. It was really happy when I found out the reboot or remake or whatever. The, it still uses that song. A little updated, but it, I was, I, it made me smile when I heard it. I was like, hell yeah, they still got the old time, at least the old time lyrics. And not only that, they, they really clearly, whoever rebooted DuckTales clearly loves it because whoever thought, hey, David Tennant should be Scrooge McDuck. Well, he's you. so Scottish, he's just perfect for it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, just thank you because right? he was one of the best doctors ever for Doctor Who. Oh, absolutely. And then he was a fucking great Scrooge McDuck. I think that, especially with talking about David Tennant and the doctors, I mean, that, that golden age was definitely 10 and 11. Yep. They were the, definitely the golden age for the new one. Now, I know a lot of people love four and all that, but wow, we are way off topic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, David Tennant doing, uh, I mean, he, David Tennant's done a lot of voice work for cartoons and yep. stuff. He did, uh, he was the Fugitoid in the 2012 Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, everything else is going blank on me right now. I mean, it doesn't matter. David Tennant's awesome. I, um, I mean. And I mean, just, but yeah, DuckTales, that is... Well, that song, first off, is an earworm. It oh, will, yeah. Like, it will never leave your head. It's, it's like bouncing, like, you know, the old-time uh, sing-alongs where you got the little thing bouncing on the words? Yeah. Like, right now, that's going on in my head to the to the tune of DuckTales. And another earworm that I can remember from same era, I think, uh, you know, uh, Doug. Doug. I mean, that theme song, I don't. you might not have even cared for the show, but no one can ever forget that theme song. See, now I'm having a tro- hard time. I know I watched Doug, but I don't remember the theme song. It's basically just, uh, you wouldn't call it scatting, but it's do do yeah, yeah, okay, I do remember See, it. Yeah, yeah. Just hear the first couple bars. Just notes. the first, first couple bars, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, DuckTales was definitely one of my firsts. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, we had the Disney pack. We had DuckTales, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, yes. Tailspin. Yep. Um, Tailspin doesn't hold up as much as the Rescue Rangers and, and Darkwing. No. Darkwing, I didn't mention I Darkwing. Say, yeah, Darkwing Duck is like, like that. that's an amazing show in so many ways. I was actually looking at I was reading this article, and it was talking about like superheroes and their rogues gallery. Um Oddly enough, Darkwing Duck was in the top five on that just for his rogues gallery. I can agree with that. Uh, he had a lot. I mean, for basically the Disney equivalent of Batman, he had a hell of a rogues gallery. Uh, uh, you had Bushroot. Uh, God, I'm blanking on names. I hate that. 
Negaduck, who is basically <laughs> just evil Darkwing Duck, mm. um, both voiced by Jim Cummings, who's an amazing voice actor. Oh, yeah. Um, Tim Curry definitely was the first episode. And then a couple episodes later, I found out. Uh, I'm actually watching Darkwing Duck. It's kind of like my background sound right now at the house just to drown out anything and, you know, kind of focus. I have Darkwing Duck in the background. Um, what was another? I know there was a, a missing some. Doug was that weird one that started out on Nickelodeon and then for some reason they sold it to Disney. Yeah. And I remember it wasn't as good on Disney. It was on ABC. It was after Disney bought ABC. Yeah. It was weird. Like, the the changes they made to it were enough. Like, the, the characters were the same, but it was just they got older. And whenever Doug's still having all of those, like, I don't know, imagination moments where his mind's just running fucking wild, they're just like, you're in high school right now. You need to cut that shit right. out. I mean, like, I had plenty of those in I mean, in yeah, school. we all had our daydreams, but to the point where... Somebody's still thinking wearing his underwear on the outside of his pants and being Quail Man is like <laughs> that's that one might be a little more problematic. Right, right. Um, but like I said, uh, you know, we had the the Disney pack there, and then um, of course the Fox. Uh, we're going to wring your childhood of all the money if uh, possible with all the Toyotic stuff. We had the X Men, Batman, Spider Man. Well, the weird. Thing- X-Men and Batman by itself was, it was toyetic, but it was also adult-oriented. Oh, very much so. I remember when they had Batman the Animated Series primetime, and it cussed. Not a lot, but a little bit. It was like, oh, yeah, Batman just kicked his ass. I remember that. Like, single digits me, you know, young me, here I am in my 30s. Uh, I remember when they said ass and damn in Batman, and I was just like, whoa. What was it, another one? Like, I can remember the writers talking about how hard it was for some of their characters that they had to write, like the Joker, to be as menacing as he was. Like, they could never kill because it's a kid's show, but... Oh, he totally killed in the Mask of the Fantastic. Oh, definitely. There was a lot of death in They that. didn't have the FCC standards in, in when you hit a theater, though. Uh, what was another one? Uh, oh, they did that a lot with, especially with, like, Wolverine in the X-Men. It's, like, one of the, my favorite things about the uh, honest trailers on X-Men, the animated series, was uh, it was, like, Wolverine almost cussing. And it was, like, you scum-sucking gutter trash. And just yeah. all kinds of other words instead of actual cuss words so uh yeah it was definitely those definitely had that adult because my dad watched all that shit with me i mean you can think about just going back to batman again uh the introduction of harley quinn a basically a a domestic abuse survivor like oh absolutely that was her whole you know, well, not her whole thing, but that was like a huge part of her character. You introduce that in the middle of a kid show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that is basically meant to entertain the kids for 30 minutes, get them out of your mom's mom and dad's hair and sell toys. And sell toys, yeah. yeah. Um, and then that's another thing is Harley Quinn was written as a one-off character in Batman the Animated Series. She wasn't supposed to stick around. 
And I just, re- I was at, thinking back on this because I've actually done research on Batman and stuff before. Um, they've not, not, that's not the first time they've introduced a character that stayed because Barbara Gordon as Batgirl was a complete TV creation for the 66 Batman. Yeah. They created that character solely for the TV show and she was so popular that they put her in the comics. And then, you know, they let Alan Moore cripple the bitch, according to him. Yeah, um, I, I still hate that treatment of it, too. I mean, I know she becomes Oracle and she still helps out, but it's still... But then they retcon it and reboot, and she's Batgirl again. Good. I mean, she was Batgirl. She was awesome as Batgirl. She could kick ass. She could do everything it seemed like that Batman could do. Uh-huh. And... Was didn't have that Robin syndrome of getting caught as often, you know. Or, <laughs> Damsel in the Sorry, depending on the Robin. I might have I might have a controversial statement here. I like her better as Oracle. Oh really? Yeah. Is it the? She seems more useful as Oracle. Um, so much so that they they kind of made Felicity smoke Oracle in the Arrowverse. And in fact, they do make that line where they call her Overwatch. As a call, you know, just so they don't know her name. And they were like, well, we we're going to call you Oracle, but it was taken. <laughs> um, See, I mean, it, Oracle's cool. I will give you that. Like, she has a spy master feel. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, that person, like an analyst, into, like, she gathers intel and she is absolutely amazing at what she does. Yeah. But, well, she had yeah. to be. I mean, she's paralyzed from the waist down. She had to find her a useful for herself yeah um here she's used to uh i remember one of the books that i read um one of the comics i read it's through her and she's she's like you know i know what the wind feels like just at the right moment when the the l train comes through and you just dip just low enough to feel the wind on your face from it as you swoop through the sky on your line uh and it was definitely her reminiscing about being batgirl um, but I don't know. Cause I kind of liked, there was a bunch of other Batgirls after her that I liked better because one, they got to learn, you know, she kind of helped out with that. And then I don't know. She just seemed more useful to me as Oracle. Yeah, I could say, yeah. I mean, well, actually I guess we take it even for it to the Arkham games mm-hmm. and stuff. She was incredibly useful. Batman and those. Yeah, and then a, a target for Jason Todd. Um, <laughs> right. We're off topic just a little bit, but I mean, they, you got to expect that from us now. By now, I mean, right. we're, I mean, is this we, nine or ten? Yeah, nine. Nine. Nine episodes in, and I don't think there's a single episode where we don't get off topic at least a little bit. Uh, that's nerddom. Yeah. You know, one nerd thing can collect, connect to another nerd thing. It really does snowball. It does. It really does. Especially when you get into like what we're talking about this week, where you get voice acting. You know, you got Mark Hamill, who's also Luke Skywalker, who's also Snips or Skips, Skips, Skips yeah. in the regular show, uh, who's also uh, Larry Three Thousand on Time Squad. I mean, and who did like ten voices for Metalocalypse, right? Or, like, yeah, like he. No, you wait. <laughs> Which I'm still upset that they haven't finished. I know. I just can't but it's funny because if you look at 
90s cartoons and you're just like oh i wonder who was in this one and you start looking through the list you're like okay it's it, i guess i must not have left the other page because i see all the same names yeah it's all the same names you got uh, jim cummings uh tress mcneil yeah uh let's see uh because i mean tress mcneil is dot um oh god what's his name he was the original Raphael. uh paulson uh ron, ron paulson yeah Ron Paulson, I think so. Who was also one of the Warner? Uh, I think he was Yakko. Uh, you know, and then he's also Donatello in the 2012 Ninja Turtles Nickelodeon series. You know, before they, I don't know, let a bunch of meth heads take over and draw up everything and make it just completely insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was another one I hadn't even looked at. Was Ninja Turtles. Uh, like, that uh, was a mainstay for me. I loved the Ninja Turtles. I, Ninja Turtles was such a mainstay for me that I can remember at one point when I first got to college, uh, a group of guys had, like, some of the other people on the floor over to their room, and we actually ordered pizza, watched Ninja Turtles. And, the OG you know, series? Yeah, and, nice. had, and had a few beers with it, you oh, know, yeah. Oh, yeah. As, as one will. But it was incredible. Like, just... I, I just saw a video... Where the these people, this group of like fifteen people, try out all of the weird pizzas that Michelangelo eats. Oh god. Mushroom, uh, anchovy, marshmallow, Skittles, like then like some of them are good as you see on the show, you know, as they do this video, and some of them like people are having trouble not puking. But uh Ninja Turtles is definitely a mainstay, and it had a. Uh, I mean, hell, Uncle okay. Phil. I was going to say, Uncle Phil is Shredder. Yes. Uncle Phil is Shredder. It's just amazing because, like, here you see the ultimate 90s sitcom dad who is actually loving and, you know, takes in somebody who's not his son, right. his nephew, but not his son, and basically is a father to this boy throughout, you know, a whole series. Um, and then he's the Shredder, actively trying to get those turtles. Soup. Yeah, tonight I died on turtle soup. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, I still remember the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song, too. Oh, yeah. Because it was also awesome. Do you know that the first six episodes of that were made by Toei Animation? Really? And the intro. Watch that, that again. That makes a lot more sense. With the intro is way better than the animation in the episode. Like, Michelangelo, and just to prove the point... The part where Michelangelo is doing the nunchucks and hitting stuff, there's no way Americans at that time could do that. No. And then, like, when I found out that Toei Animation did the intro and the first six episodes, I was dumbfounded. I couldn't believe it. And then watched them, and I was like, oh, absolutely. Because I'm pretty sure, like, Deke took over. And I know Deke, I don't remember what it actually stood for, mm. but... uh like a lot of people in the industry said, do it cheaper is yeah. what it was meant for, what it ended up like they called it. So like they went to this crap animation can, from this amazing animation you style. You can definitely tell that do it cheaper was definitely on their mind at oh, certain absolutely. points because I can remember certain frames of that show where all of a sudden you would be like, wait, or why are all the turtles like headbands the same color? Right, like there was, you'd have like my, two Michelangelo's even though one's obviously Donatello. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the Deke, Deke really kind of just 
chipped away. And then so many of the shows, especially the Saturday morning cartoons, were just deep run. Oh, yeah. And, and it was just awful. Um, and I know they they outsourced a lot of shit to, like, Korea and and out of the country and stuff. So to go from Toei Animation, which gave us every Dragon Ball, yep. to Deke is, is saying a lot. Like, they were definitely pinching pennies on this 30-minute commercial. Um, but, yeah, when I found out about that, I, I about fell over. I was like, you mean to tell me that a show that has been stuck in my head since I was a child is also basically brother, sort of, to Dragon Ball? Yeah, and that's actually getting into, because I can remember some of the older shows that um, would sometimes, like, if you woke up really early, you, oh, would, yeah. ca- you would catch these on. And, like, I, I'd catch Thundercats. Thundercats. Uh, which, oddly enough, the theme song is Thundercats, written by James Lipton. Really? Yep, inside the actor studio. Nice. Um, so Didn't he just die? He did. He did. That's yeah. what I thought. Hitman was obsessed with getting a tattoo. He wanted a tattoo so bad, and his little <laughs> Japanese wife would not let him have one. Because <laughs> that was one of the questions he'd always ask everybody he talked to. Billy Bob, yep. Johnny Depp. How many tattoos you got? Johnny Depp's, I think, was like 16 or 17 at the time. He's like, see, Kimiko? Little one. You know, right. he really wanted that tattoo. But yeah, that's pretty amazing. I didn't realize he wrote that. I, I find it hilarious now. But like, I mean, E-Man. I, I can remember catching He-Man, which I think were reruns by the time I was finally Yeah, it was, it. I think that started in the early 80s when yeah. I was a little, little, little. I mean, and it's gone through like, what, five or six different attempts to bring it back since with another one coming like yeah, late very this year, soon. early um, next year. With, hell, they're even doing a Thundercats, but it's more like... Sonic Boom. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. going to be awful. And Teen Titans Go, you know, because Teen Titans Go hmm. isn't just a total shit show. Uh, <laughs> I, I rage. Because they did it, that's what they did with the new Turtles, is is they, they made it this weird shit show. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I showed it to the kids, and they don't like it. Yeah. Well, I don't like it. See, my son likes Teen Titans Go. But he is... See, I can almost forgive that. He's five. Right. Like, you know, it's it's colorful, it's bright, it's ridiculous. Like, it's very much... It's frantic, so you don't have time to focus on it from one that, It seems next. like that's just all the cartoons are anymore. It's just They just make it as frantic as possible. And the ones that aren't are clearly geared toward people who are like... I would say in their teens or, you know, teens upward. Well, it's like uh, one of the things that drives me crazy is they'll cancel a show because it's not selling enough toys. Mm-hmm. So, like, case in point, Young Justice. Yep. They weren't selling enough toys, even though it was the highest-ranked show between families and girls. But they weren't selling enough toys, so they canceled it. We didn't get a third season until DC Universe, which is getting ready to fold. Uh, yeah. And I definitely watched all of it because it was amazing. Um but they kept doing it. They did it with uh, Serenity, or not Serenity, Firefly. Yeah. They canceled it because guys weren't watching it. But girls loved the fuck out of it. And it's like, well, we can't sell the toys. We'll make clothes, make lunch boxes, make umbrellas, do something else. You can sell other shit. Yeah. Why do you got to cash in on all these toys? Just Cause, change the toy. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you can still at least find a Firefly t-shirt on, like, 
fucking hot topic if you oh, yeah, absolutely. look hard enough. Like, it's not that hard to find. Oh, yeah. Uh, hot topic. And then now anymore with nostalgia being, like, a marketable thing, mm. you know, you can definitely find that shit. Uh, I miss, like, the Nirvana. Yeah. Remember Nirvana in the mall? Yep. They used to have weird shit like that in there. I'm wondering how long it is. Like, I know they rebooted DuckTales, mm-hmm. which was great. How long is it before we get reboots of some of this other stuff? Which, actually, I think it would be hilarious to see a reboot of the show Reboot. <laughs> they did it. They did? There's a reboot of oh, Reboot. Shit. Um, which I laugh because it's a right. reboot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Reboot, that was one of the first shows. Like, when I first saw Reboot, I think it was a Saturday morning cartoon. And I remember going, this is weird. Because it was the first CGI, completely CGI animated show. Oh, yeah. And they kind of, it was almost like a a weird uh, tutorial on how, well, at least computer terms. I'm not going to say how it works because clearly that shit. Yeah, that's not not how it works. works. Um, The the whole programs of the game are trying to actively beat the users so they don't destroy everything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't try to destroy shit. I'm just trying to beat the game. Uh, which is funny because which, their, their worst enemy would be Tron. Right? No shit. <laughs> like he fights for, for the, the users. For the users. Um, but yeah, like, and then it weirdly switches after like the second season into this, because it's very episodic at first, and then it turns into this long story where yeah. Enzo and his little girlfriend and the dog, I think it was a dog or something, are trying to get back to uh, main cent- master central or something like that. And they'd had to hitchhike on games. So they weren't even on their own home computer anymore or whatever. Um, but yeah, I remember not liking it at first. And then when it changed tone, I was completely drawn into it. It was really good. Um, Bob, yeah. <laughs> Bob, I'm going to have to look reboot up because I don't remember. I mean, I'm trying to think of every, everything I watched, like, you know, Holy obviously. Hell, reboot went from 94 to 01. Yeah, it, it was a long runner. Um, I can remember, like, most of what I watched, it seemed like, was on Nickelodeon. Obviously, outside of stuff like X-Men or... Um, Batman the Animated Series, or God, I don't know. I could name another hundred more off the top of my head, it feels like. But I would just immediately gravitate toward Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, you know, because then you had, like, Hey Arnold or Rugrats. Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, which was amazing because uh, I don't know how much of this you know, but back before a certain time, you couldn't do a cartoon that wasn't licensed. Huh. It had to be a licensed property or they wouldn't make a cartoon. That's why we get like Flintstones kids and oh, yeah. Yogi and uh, Tom and Jerry and... kids and yeah, Muppet Babies, uh, the new adventures of Mighty Mouse. And when Ren and Stimpy came along, John Kay really pushed to get it going as a, his own intellectual pro, intellectual property and so he could have the writing and his ownership over it. Um, but the first time, the first uh, cartoon that came out after that weird, bizarre licensing thing was Two Stupid Dogs. You remember that? <laughs> I do, actually. I actually loved Two Stupid Dogs. Um, 
the real yappy scrappy one and then the big dumb one like i just liked it it was good um and then after that we get ren and stimpy and ren and stimpy was great because it had so much adult jokes like it had a lot of adult jokes in it well that was the weird part was like that's around the time that like i started when i got older and i started watching some of these shows again out of you know that pure realm of nostalgia mm-hmm. um just which like hollywood is marketing on it right now oh yeah which you know i i fell in love with these cartoons and then i got to thinking like holy shit some of this is like I never would have got this joke when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Oh, Animaniacs, well, The Finger even. Prince episode yeah. where they, that's for Prince. I found Prince. No, no, no. Finger Prince. I don't think so. And yeah. she throws him out the window. I didn't get that as a kid. Because what was it? She she looks at him because she has him in her arms. and He kind of does this like faint where he puts his yeah. wrist up to his, and he's kind of smiling. And she like just goes. He's expecting it. I just I remember she just so. goes, you're disgusting. Or something yeah, like that. I yeah, don't, like, well, she says, because I just saw it recently, yeah. I don't think so. And she throws him out the porthole window. Um, yeah, they're just shit like that. The first episode, the first episode of Rocco's Modern Life, I think, was when he had to go job hunting because oh, he yeah. got fired from the comic book shop. And then he, he goes and works for the, the phone, the, sex, the hotline. phone sex hotline. I yeah. just remember Miss B- it, just the cameras on Mrs. Big Head calling, and all of a sudden you hear Rocco's voice on the other end of the line before it does that half-screen thing. Yeah. It just goes, oh, baby, oh, baby, <laughs> oh, baby. And well, even like uh, with Rugrats, Grandpa rents them videos. Yeah. And this was Space Vixens was or saying, something space like Vixens, that. Space Vixens, yes. Space Vixens from Mars. He's like, oh, that's for me for later. Um, and he kind of puts it aside. Uh, oh, you come to find out in uh, Hey Arnold, Grandpa did a lot of drugs in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> like, and talks about it. Um, it's just, they, there was a lot of stuff that you, like, I remember hearing and going, what? When I was a kid. And then, like, now I'm, as an adult, I'm like, oh, shit. They got that through the censors. <laughs> Which I thought it was funny. I mean, around this time, they didn't really have cartoons for adults that I can remember. And then Duckman comes along. Oh, Duckman. And I'm like, oh, this cartoon looks kind of cool. I'm still really young. Oh, like, yeah. I'm not. Like, Duckman was not a show I was supposed to be watching. No. But I, I'm just like, hey, can I watch this cartoon? And my parents are like, yeah, that's fine. It's Car- a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah. What's well, the worst that could happen? Right, he actively kills two, his two cutesy characters every single episode yep. through different weird... Like, I remember him throwing them in, in a blender and hitting blend and then dumping the thing out. Uh, but yeah, Duckman, oh my God. Uh, who all was in that? Because, I mean, we had I mean, uh, Jason, Jason Alexander, yeah. uh, Nancy Travis. I'm trying to see if there's anybody I, I recognize real quick. Elizabeth Daly, I know she's done voice work. Hmm. Tim Curry. Well, yeah. Ben Stein. I say I I dare anybody who listens to this to look up a '90s cartoon where Tim Curry wasn't in exactly one episode at least. Because uh, uh, RBG and I were talking when we decided that this is what we were going to do this week. Uh, we were talking, and I was like, "I've got one kind of geared up that I bet not many people remember, and it's the Pirates of Darkwater." Mm-hmm. And I remember it being kind of dark and kind of adult themed. Yeah, and. 
Tim Curry is one of the main characters in that. He's kinda, in the 21 episodes, he's in 20 of them. It kind of had that uh, animation style. I, I had to go back and try and find... I watched the intro to it. It yeah. kind of had that animation style like Thundercats and that kind of stuff. It was very was, high fantasy. Yeah. It was on a whole different planet. The planet was... I think it was named like Murr or something like that. I Peter. think so. Um, very piratey. And I... There was a pirate, definitely a pirate thing in my childhood. I was definitely drawn to pirates. Um, oh, yeah. When I lived in Louisiana, we called ourselves uh, the Low Life Pirates, mm-hmm. which was, it was low, L-O-U-G-H, uh-huh. or G-X, or something like that. And then life was spelled with a, L, with a Y, and it was basically low, like French, and then Lafayette, which okay. is where we were living, yeah. Low Life Pirates, um, which I was the quartermaster. So... <laughs> um, and then we had our captain, Captain Weirdbeard. Um, shout out to Captain Weirdbeard and the Low Life Pirates in Lafayette. Big ups to y'all. Y'all are great. Keep drinking. Have a shot on me. Uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely, definitely geared myself towards pirates because uh, the next one I was going to talk about, because that one, well, let's get into dark water a little bit. It was so bizarre because you find out like the main character who's like a commoner, he was raised can't even remember like a merchant maybe street merchants or something like that uh comes to find out he's actually the prince of the whole fucking planet um but he has to collect these treasures and so there's a obviously an evil pirate trying to collect the treasures as well it's very shades of early kind of like a, a one piece it's definitely like pre one piece Whereas I don't know if you've watched much of One Piece. No. I've seen over 700 episodes. So <laughs> I'm pretty deep in. Um, yeah, yes, there's I over even. nine now. 900 episodes. But it's definitely like early proto One Piece. Um, but there's also this weird substance, the dark water, that eats or absorbs everything it comes into contact right. with. And it's definitely threatening the whole planet. And if he finds all 13 of these treasures, he's supposed to be able to, one, rule, and two, get rid of the dark water. Um, Tim Curry is one of the main characters. Um, And then the the one that jumped into my brain right after that was Peter Pan and the Pirates, which was a Fox thing. I I remember a cartoon. I don't think it ran for very long. Uh, Also pirate-themed, Mad Jack the Pirate. Mad Jack the Pirate. Pretty sure I remember... It was goofy as hell, slapstick kind of stuff. Oh, like, okay, so this kinda, is more of a comedy. Yeah, the kind of stuff where he's trying to put his sword into his scabbard and just runs himself through, like that kind of. Oh, going back on Duckman real quick, I just saw this right before I was getting ready to get off of there. John Ashton is uh, was a character on there. Huh. Uh, John John Gomez Ashton yeah. <laughs> was was a character on there, and that that kind of. Makes me happy because anything I see him in uh, makes me smile. What was that, Jack? Mad Jack the Pirate. Mad. I think it was something like that. I, I just remember, I don't think it ran very long at all. Mad Jack the Pirate. Uh, 98 to 99. Yeah, see, it didn't I do remember long. this. Yeah. It was very goofy and funny. Charlie Adler. Yeah, okay. I do remember this. Brad Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, this this was uh, Tom Kenny. Wow, this was uh, I I just vaguely remember seeing it. 
Billy West. Wow, this this had quite a few people in it. I'm surprised it didn't do better. Because, I mean, Billy West voices one of my favorite characters of all time, which is Professor Farnsworth and Fry. Okay, yeah, actually. Uh, Fry and Farnsworth, uh, two of my favorite characters he's ever done. But, of course, he was also Doug Funny. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Doug Funny. Good um, Lord. Okay. God, Billy West, Billy West could also contend for Magnificent Bastard this week, but I think we have one. Yeah, um, I, I got to say, just because of, well... He gave us a our our choice. I think gave us a lot, both in front of the camera and in the voice booth. Oh yeah, because he's got that distinct voice. But yeah. uh, before we get to that, because I figure we just kind of do that at the top, you know, at the, oh, not yeah. at the top, but at the tail end, kind of the last thing we do. Uh, oh shit! Billy West was Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, well, at that point, you can't always have Mel Blanc. Right. Well, I mean, uh, Mel Blanc had been long dead since then. Right. But yeah, I but, mean, shit. You know, they, I just wanted to kind of go over some of Billy West. Speaking of, do they, does, do they do anything with the Looney Tunes anymore? Like, not that I know of. I, I miss the hell out of them. They had the Looney Tunes show, which was kind of like The Office. Oh, it was kind of the behind the scenes stuff, just after the cameras cut. They did that as kind of like the Muppets did that. You remember when the Muppets did that? I like that show. I did too, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, one of my favorite lines from that was uh, you find out that Kermit and Miss Piggy are split up. Yeah. And Kermit's got a new girl mm-hmm. and she's a pig. Yep. And he's like, I have a type. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think my favorite line from that was whenever Swedish Chef um, mouths off to Kermit during a meeting, like says it under his breath. And then you just see Kermit look around in the room. He goes, okay, who said that? Like, really? Because you know? he's, he's berating him for being out and drinking all you know and then you just hear the I loved that show it was so upset it got cancelled I know you just hear just the under his breath you know like and then then the alright who said that like alright who said that um but yeah Billy West uh, geez he's there's not much he's done that I haven't enjoyed uh but on to on to little known like short lived ones uh Peter Pan and the Pirates I remember watching that religious. In fact, do you remember the the old game watches? Yeah, I had one for Peter Pan and the Pirates. Oh, really? Uh, God, I was probably like four or five. Uh, Peter Pan was definitely had a different d- different design. Cause like most of the time, you see Peter, he's either blonde, dirty blonde, or redheaded. Yeah, and in this, he had dark hair, as did Wendy, as did Tinkerbell. Um, and then I was looking up voice actors for that. Which I actually have in notes. I'm gonna find it. Oh no! The only one I wrote down was the one, and it was Tim Curry was Captain Hook throughout that whole series. Yeah. Um, he does so much, and like I didn't realize how much of the shit that I watched growing up had Tim Curry in it. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, and you I, gotta think he just—it's perfect. I mean, fuck, he's Pennywise the clown, right? You know, he's Captain. He, Captain. He's Doctor Frankenfurter. The weird alien transvestite Hell, thing in Rocky Horror. If I recall, he even played Gomez Adams in one of the shitty. Oh God! DVD. The TV yeah. Adams Family reunion had a uh, oh what's her nuts in it. Uh, she was Morticia. She's blonde. Oh God! I I had just looked. I can't it up. remember because I have tried to purge that. Yeah, it like, wasn't good. As much as much as I love Tim Curry, 
I couldn't do that because seeing anybody that wasn't uh, Raul Julia as right, Gomez like, around that time just really hurt. Raul Julia really kind of ruined that role for me, for anybody else to do it, because he was so great. I know. Um, Oscar Isaac, he's the new one, yeah. the animated one. Um, but See, still, he's, he could do it live action too, though. He could. I think he'd make a great live action Gomez. Which, funny enough, now that we're talking about the Adams family, there was an Adams family cartoon back. Daryl uh, Hannah. That's who I was trying to remember. Oh. she was Morticia. Wow. I didn't know yeah, I it was that. awful. I remember briefly seeing it. I mean, and it was. She just has a she has a great career, awful. but that's a casting choice that is definitely right. Like it is just not. That was good. like. Almost Keanu Reeves and Dracula bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to give you that. Because in, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah, Keanu Reeves is probably that. the worst. He actor could not carry that damn accent. And and big it, love for Keanu. I love Keanu. Oh, me I too. can't wait for the new Bill and Ted. Or John Wick. Or, or John. Or. Fuck, I, I might skip The Matrix. I, I could get by with that. I, I might. Because I'm kind of over it. I feel like they had a pretty good resolution with the third one, and I don't yeah. see why you need to bring it back. They, um, uh, that and the Wazowski brothers, who are now, I think, just the Wazowski sisters. Yes. Um, are they both? Yeah, they both transitioned. Did they really? Um, the Wazowskis, I think the it's, last um, good thing they did was uh, since they... Yeah, I can't, I can't remember what names they go by now. I know Lana... Lena. Lena, sorry. Lana, Lana. Lana and... See, I can't remember. Lana was Larry... Yeah. And uh, Andy. What wasn't Andy Anna? Wachowski? I think it's Anna. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's Lana and Anna. It might be. I don't uh, know. I know that Lana I like her dreads. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty actually, cool dreads. Yeah. She's pretty I'd hang out with her. I uh um I gotta say though, they I mean Like I said, the last thing I think they did that was any that was worth anything was since eight. The last thing they did that I watched was Reaper and Descending. I'm sorry. Uh, not as sorry as I it was, I, I saw that movie and I was almost like, Eddie Redmayne, you give that Oscar back. No shit. <laughs> you can't believe that's Eddie Redmayne. You're no. like, oh my God. Um, and he tried. You could see he was trying. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. They just That whole movie felt like we were missing something. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like we walked in on something that we should have been watching for at least a half an hour before. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Sean Bean seems surprised. Right. Like uh, I did note the one thing that I did love about that because of the bee thing mm-hmm. is Sean Bean, when they're out at his farm, is making mead. Because, like, you can see it in the background, the, the carboys and stuff sitting in the background and the bees buzzing around it. And I was like, yeah. that motherfucker's making mead. And I make mead. So it made me really happy. Um, but yeah, that movie was awful. Yeah. Awful. But- <laughs> I mean, he had Channing Tatum. He was coming off, I think, Magic Mike. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's one of those, like, I I don't think, well, I guess it's fine that we're talking about the Wachowskis then because they did Speed Racer. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, See, that was pretty good. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I loved that. It felt consistent to the tone of the show. Right, it did. It really did. It felt like I was watching a, just a long episode of the show. And I know... That might be a controversial opinion considering how many people hate that movie. Oh, but... I know, but I loved it. My dad, who was a big Speed Racer fan, loves that movie. 
He says it's like watching a live action version of the show. So I actually talked with your dad about that like a day or two ago. Yeah, because I kind of felt the same way. And I will say that anything with John Goodman in it, I'll watch it. Right. John Goodman. Uh, big ups. I love John Goodman. John Goodman's from Louisiana. Yeah. Um, one of his first jobs was as a bouncer at a bar. and He quit when they taught him how to different ways how to beat people up. Uh, he just couldn't do it. And yeah. it's just like, peace. Um, and then he did his coke. Did lots of cocaine, <laughs> well, I mean, Roseanne, and cocaine. A, a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in Hollywood did. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't really fault him for it, but King Ralph, we wouldn't have gotten a King Ralph without all that coke. Yeah. Also, <laughs> well, I mean, really, if it weren't for the '80s, you wouldn't have half the Stephen King books that we have now that you can easily make fun of. The Tommy Knockers. Oh, God. See, that's the one that stands out the most because I had that argument with somebody the other day. We were just like, King, he always writes good stuff. I'm like, no. no. Look at the 80s because he oh, was no. doing enough blow that he could have made like a like a book-thick pile of it. Like, <laughs> I love that family guy joke. It's like, all right, Stephen, what's your next novel? It's about this family. The lamp monster. Ah, ah. He's like, when can I have it? <laughs> and she's just like... He was like, well, he wrote it. I'm like, yeah, he did, but he also wrote. And then immediately I'm like, the Tommyknockers, the Langoliers. Oh, God, the Langoliers. I forgot about the Langoliers. Yeah, that was a terrible, like, basically every shitty adaptation that you can think of that they Tommy made a knockers. movie Didn't out they have, of. Um, oh, Smiths, Jimmy Smiths? Yes. That's what I thought. Yes. Back when Jimmy Smiths was young and baby-faced. Yeah. He's and still kind of baby-faced, but not He really good. is, yeah. He's, yeah, he didn't really. No. I don't know. That Puerto Rican didn't crack at all. No, he's... He just looks more distinguished with a little bit of gray. <laughs> Note to self, potential vampire again. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, uh, that could be in a whole other topic by itself. Stephen King in the 80s. No shit. You remember, do you remember the Tales from the Crypt animated series? I do. Which was like Goosebump, Goosebumps-esque. Uh did you like that segue back into the cartoon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, really, it was the only chance we had. And I, so I, was, I was like, Stephen King, how do we segue this back? Tales from the Crypt had an animated series. Yeah, um, and even though sometimes the stories were just as hokey, much more entertaining to watch on the screen. <laughs> right, no shit. Um, but uh, let's see. Well, one of my favorites from back in the day, Eek the Cat. And I know we talked about this before we started. Um, what was it? I just wanted to run down some of the voice. I mean, these weren't all mainstays. These weren't all all main people. But uh, and I butcher his name, Dan Castellaneta. Castellaneta, I think. Castellaneta, yeah. Homer Simpson, uh, Brad Garrett, Adam Goldberg, Curtis Armstrong, which. I know when I told you that name earlier, you kind of, who? And I said Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, immediately. Um, a lot of people, I think, now know him as Metatron from Supernatural. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or that dumbass Risky Business Dominoes commercial. Oh, yeah. God damn. I, See, I wonder if he'll ever live down Booger. Probably not. Not no. to mention he was the coolest of the nerds. Right. Like he was the cool nerd. Like I, how you, I mean, I'd be proud. In fact, I'd probably have a tattoo booger and proud. Um, Kirkwood Smith, who people know is red from that 70s show. You yeah. dumbass. Well, 
it's weird because when I see Kurtwood Smith, I think of RoboCop. Oh yeah, he was the villain. Yep, he was the one that killed Alex. Yep, uh, Alex Murphy. Murphy, yeah. Yeah, he played Clarence Boddicker, <laughs> which not a very intimidating uh, villain name, but no, not really, yeah. Clarence. I don't know. Clancy almost sounds better, but I just know Clancy Brown. And I had nightmares about Clancy Brown from Highlander. And Clancy Brown. That's reasonable. Clan, yeah, the Cargan. Yeah. I know his name. Uh, and then, fuck, he, he's Mr. fucking Krabs. Oh, I know. That's, you know. that's what I was getting ready to say. Like, you know, now he's Mr. Krabs. See, that's the uh, thing. Like, I can, every time I see him screen after finding out he's Mr. Krabs the first thing that comes to mind is right like yeah. that's anytime I see him like when he was in uh, the Mandalorian I kept thinking hey look it's Mr. Krabs um, but uh, Jason Priestley was in Eek the Cat Mr. T, Phil Hartman, William Shatner Jillian Anderson David Duchovny, Weird Al Yankovic and Fabio these were all just people in uh, that just showed up to do voices and eat the cat. And that and this was Fabio at the I can't believe it's, it's not, not butter, butter Fabio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, geez, he's um, honestly he's not good for anything except to sit in front of a fucking masturbatory aid romance novel yeah. for women. You know, for sit, lonely sitting cat on, women sitting on top of a horse with a slightly unbuttoned shirt at the top. Yeah, or no yeah. shirt at all. That that too. Or completely open, but just like billowing in the wind behind him. Something happened. Didn't he get hit with like a seagull on a roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, briefly remember, like he was on a roller coaster or something, hmm. and a bird or a seagull or something hit him in the face and fucked his face up, and he was upset because he couldn't do any modeling work for a while. If I would have to pick a way that I go out, <laughs> that Seagull on a roller coaster. That might be the top of the list now. <laughs> Especially if it made a really audible squawk. I don't know. I just vaguely remember it. It was some kind of bird hit him in the face while he was on a roller coaster. I think at Disney yeah. in Orlando. Uh, I'm not 100% on that, but I do seem to remember something hit him in the face on a roller coaster, and I want to say it was a seagull. Uh <laughs> But yeah, like Eek the Cat, I remember because my initials are EK. Yeah. And I remember my dad's second wife, and that's going to sound bad because he's on five. Um, would used to call me Eek. She'd call me Eek and all kinds of other stuff uh, in, in reference to that show. And I absolutely loved that show. Um, and, and now I can't remember dick about it. Oh, yeah. I, mean, it's, I don't even think it's on anything we can watch any stream right now. I tried to look it up, I think, actually like six months ago because I just had that random urge. Right. And I did find out that Rugrats was on one of the streaming services. Uh, Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, we just went through it. <laughs> right. Um, and I stream Eek. The, let's see. No, I don't need a picture because I know he's a purple cat. Right. Hulu. Stream Eek the Cat on Hulu. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. Uh, Can we, I mean, I think. Yeah, it says it's on Hulu. I'm going to look. And sometimes. I mean, and Fox did have a big portion of Hulu. Like, they owned part of that. They so did, yeah. now Disney owns it, which right. is weird because they have Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah. 
they're not the sole owners of Hoover. No. I don't know if they're they might be controlling owners, but I don't think they're sole owners. Yeah, it's something because I know NBC owns part of it. I know CBS or no mm-hmm. CBS doesn't know because they have their own. Well, yeah. Well, if, I mean, if Disney owns part of it, then ABC does too. Yeah. Um, CBS um, or somebody probably does. NBC, right. CBS, ABC. I don't know. It was for the ones that. I don't know. It was, it was Hulu was basically created to battle Netflix. Oh yeah. Back when Netflix was the only game in town. Right. Uh, and now Disney owns it too, and man, which Disney, Disney owns my fucking soul at this point. They do, uh, and they know it. Oh like, yeah, they absolutely fucking. They know it. Right. Uh, but uh, back to the the cartoons. Uh, were there any uh, oddball cartoons that you remember? I do remember one called Clutter. Remember Clutter? I think so. It was these kids, they wanted a pet, their dad wouldn't let them have it. Due to some weirdness and static electricity, they hmm. they animate a pile of clutter. And it's <laughs> like their pet. It's like a dog. And then when the dad shows up, um, the clutter just drops and it just looks like a mess on the floor. So it's I don't know, it was really weird. It was I think it was very short lived. Um Ran for like a year at best. Probably well, see, I know that like the Pirates of Darkwater ran for like a year. Yeah, at best. And um, then I'm trying to think of. I mean, I can remember so many different cartoons that I watched, but well, see then like because as we uh, got older, like especially in our teens, we started getting like Cartoon Network, and yes. they started doing like Friday night stuff. Right. Um, which is where you got Dexter. Oh, Dexter's Lab. Powerpuff Girls. Dexter's Lab. I love that show. Okay. I might have at least one weird one. From that era? uh, I Am Weasel. I Am Weasel. Um, That went along with Cow and Chicken, though. Yeah. Well, I was say, Cow and Chicken. That was so weird. Well, yeah, because the the devil character appears in both of them. Well, I mean, I think uh, when uh, Cow and Chicken was on, I think I Am Weasel had a, like, it was like a, Kind of like a Looney Tunes-esque show at root yeah. first. So I Am Weasel would have like little spots here and there, um, and which was weird. It, I don't know why, because I, I stumbled onto that show at the perfect time. It was Weasel and Baboon were being yeah. superheroes. Oh, yeah, and I remember Baboon that. crashes their motorcycle into a, just a wall, big-ass brick wall, couldn't have missed it no matter what, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and Weasel just goes, Baboon, why did you crash into that wall? And he goes... It are coming out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Baboon was basically special needs, um, at least in the you know functioning matters. Uh, okay, if we're thinking Friday night, I just had another one that popped up. What Space Ghost? Coast to coast. Oh yeah, I think, but that was with uh, Adult Swim, wasn't it? Maybe they played I'm, it late at night. I remember it was late at night, and I'm pretty sure it was adult, especially early days Adult Swim back when we had C Lab 2021. Oh my god! What and was um, show? what was it? Which uh, the Brack show? Do you remember that? I do. Oh wow, that was a. Because I mean, Brack was on Space Ghost. Yeah, and, and then he yeah. got his own. Um, they made Brack so dumb. Well, I think because the original Space Ghost cartoon, where he was an actual hero, yeah, had it to where Brack got. He was a villain, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, he, he was definitely a villain. Sent through some kind of dimensional warp, and when he came back, supposedly it fried his mind so bad that okay. that's okay. why he was an idiot now. 
Um, and I can't remember the the Mantis guy. What was I can't remember Isn't his this name. Start with a Z. Yeah, uh, but I remember like everything he said and did, like undercut Space Ghost. Yep. <laughs> like, he was, was the band leader who just undercut him all. The time. Oh yeah, he just always undercut Space Ghost. And I loved all the stupid questions Space Ghost would ask his, yes. his guests and shit. Because it was like the uh, the late night comedy show. Well, like, it was so you know, weird because he would have really good guests. Oh, like, I know. Just uh, amazing it's people. It's funny because the behind the scenes stuff, they said the best guest they ever had was Charlton Heston. Oh, wow. He was the most game for anything they were going to do. No shit. That's yeah. awesome. Like you have the Oscar winner there and he's like completely on board with that. All right. Okay. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me of things that happened like today, like uh, between two ferns. Yes, and you know, like, would we have had between two ferns if there wasn't a space ghost? Which we might have, but maybe. But it's very much a, a spiritual successor of sorts. Oh yeah, and then uh, but well, of course we also had the Daily Show, and then its goofballs was the the Colbert Report. Um, and I have not watched a single episode since Stephen Colbert has left the Colbert Report of his, uh, was it late? He took over oh, for late Letterman, night. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched any of that. Um, he definitely has a lot of his similar smart-ass bite, but it's not as... Fun. Yeah, it's not as much bravado with cluelessness built into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just straight up like he's a smart-ass. That's right. the whole thing. Um, how was I trying to... Th- oh, Actually, I kind of want to give another, because you mentioned C-Lab earlier. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows that I can remember being, uh, like, I, I was addicted to it. Like, I, I legitimately loved that show way too much. The guy who created that, Adam Reed, mm-hmm. uh, Frisky Dingo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And most importantly, Archer. Archer. Yes. Oh, yeah. And See, he even voices Ray Gillette in Archer. Oh, my God, he does, doesn't yeah. he? Oh, that's so amazing. Because Ray is just like because, the mega Archer. And anybody who is familiar with all those shows I just mentioned, though, if you watch Archer, he has in-jokes from each of those shows. Oh, yeah. In. Like, yeah. I remember watching Frisky Dingo, and uh, his son would always knock shit over. Yeah. Like, ice cream and stuff. And he, this is how you get ants. And they totally did that joke in the first season of Archer. And I was like, oh, I mean, my God, look at that. That's funny. Mr. Ford makes an appearance. Oh, um, shit, he does. Yeah. It just long enough to go, yeah, my ass is everywhere. Just again. <laughs> or, um, oh, the, uh, what the hell, damn guy. That, <laughs> yes. Archer. Oh, God. John Benjamin. Yes. I mean, He's just great. I mean, which, the first thing I remember him as is Coach McGurk. Oh, God, yeah. From Home uh, Movies. From Home Movies uh, with Brendan Small, which was Brendan Small's first thing before Metalocalypse. I still remember. Coach McGurk showing off his uh, katana <laughs> to a grocery store clerk talking about how he doesn't <laughs> even need to buy individually sliced bread. He could just do it with a sword. <laughs> I remember Kirk's, Coach McGurk's diatribe about of the 24 hours in a day, he is on the internet looking at porn 22 of those hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well... You, Aren't you a coach at some point? Right. Um, and then, of course, you know, he, he gets it. We get him as Archer oh, yeah. and uh, Carl. Of course. And then Bob. Uh, Which I guess it's kind of funny to mention because all those shows, clearly, that we mentioned were definitely adult. Oh, definitely. Adult um, we just aged. 
and, and kept watching cartoons is what it was. But it's because of these old cartoons that we grew up with, though, and having oh, yeah. those, you know, occasional adult jokes in there that eventually the same people were just like, you know what? Our audience grew up, too. Yeah, you know. Like, they aged with the audience. It's like Samurai Jack. We I know we were talking yeah. about Samurai Jack. And we wa- I watched Samurai Jack when I was younger, a teenager. Uh, I was a teenager, definitely. Uh, maybe a little too old to be watching it, but fuck everybody and what they think. I like cartoons. Right. Um, when they finally did the final season, it was I was in my 30s. It was over 15 years later. Right. And they followed the fans. They were like, our fans have aged. So let's age this cartoon. And it became an adult swim thing. And I remember it was a lot more violent. It was a lot darker. Um, uh, shit. Mako. Mako. Yeah. From Mako. Right. Mako. He, he died a while you know, who was... Uh, uh, Aku. Aku. Who <laughs> passed away. He was also in a bunch of... He was the splinter yeah. in uh, the TMNT, the first... Uh, yeah, the computer, computer animated, animated one. one. Um, uh, yeah, he had passed away, and the guy they got to to replace him did a bang up job. Oh, really? Like I couldn't tell. I mean, at certain points, you're like, "Oh, wait, that did sound different," but it's it's just small enough where you don't care. It's kind of like the the Filipino guy in Journey, the, <laughs> the one they placed replaced Steve Steve Perry, yeah. Perry with. Uh, he sounds so similar. That it's just a little off, but you, it's so close you don't care. Yeah. So uh, they did a. I, I didn't get to finish that because I went on my as as my oldest daughter calls my. Uh, oh, what the hell! My year abroad. Yeah. <laughs> when I was driving a truck across country, um, so I didn't get to finish that series, but uh, it's definitely on the list. I got to make sure I, I get a hold of that and and see those last episodes. I do remember that. When that was coming out as a April Fool's prank, it said Samurai Jack, and they played the first episode of season four of Rick and Morty. Oh, that's funny. Um, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Because we got that was the episode that uh, they were in Rick's mind, and you get the Szechuan oh, yeah, season, sauce. Or season three, yeah. That, that was, was uh, season three, yeah. yeah. And uh, the Szechuan sauce, and then. Um, of course, Nathan Fillion is the one like interrogating him. Yes, as the little uh, the insect bug, creature yeah, the thing, Federation uh, lackey. Yeah, so uh, it was it was an April Fool's joke. That was their April Fool's joke. It said Samurai Jack, but it was the first episode of that season of Rick and Morty, which was fine. Yeah, and part of me wonders, like thinking about this too, is would we have really had shows like? Rick and Morty and some of the stuff that we have now without having had shows like Ren and Stimpy or even Animaniacs. Yeah, animate the darker, even some of the darker themed kids' cartoons. I mean, like, I mean honestly, if you look back at uh, Rocco's Modern Life, yeah, it's exactly. really dark. It is. Um, in fact, did you see the movie? Yeah, I love, I love the fact that it was 45 minutes spent making fun of everybody who wanted a reboot. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, a very big topic which was uh the big head son had a sex change yeah like whoa but they kind of i was just like damn i forgot how dark this gets real quick it it was kind of funny because like rocco's modern life actually had a large degree of cynicism to it oh yeah absolutely and 
it was the kind of humor where even as a kid, you're like, yeah, things do kind of suck. Right. Like, it was the... I, I mean, just remember it was at uh, Fish Stacks! Yeah, even, uh-huh. even their recycling episode, half the episode was spent arguing about how you can't take on corporate America. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, the town they live in, O-Town, yeah. so I can't remember the name of the company. Conglomo? Conglomo. Yeah. You know, uh, O-Town was owned by Conglomo. Uh, it, wasn't that even their motto, we own you? Yes. Yeah. Conglomo's motto, we own you. Um, which is very much kind of Disney now. They own everything. Wow. Um, and in fact, I can't believe they haven't been hit with a, a monopoly yet. Give it time. Uh, I mean. Well, actually, I take that back. The, Mickey Mouse has probably got his four fingers on some incriminating stuff. That's Yeah, he's probably, he's actually probably got lobbyists in, in I was going to say, he probably. <laughs> Sit there. Oh, you want to bust this uh-huh. up? It's a monopoly. Just like here, talk to my associate here. Well, Senator, looks like you have a thing for hookers. Like, yeah, no you know, shit. Like, okay. Hookers and blow. Um, the last monopoly I think I remember getting busted was uh, when AT and T tried to like forcefully take over T Mobile. Oh. Because T Mobile and yeah. Sprint were gonna merge. Right. And AT&T swooped in and tried to, like, do a hostile takeover. And yeah. the government went, whoa, 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 no. Yeah, they still let AT&T and Time Warner merge. Yeah, I don't know. Which, I, yeah, whatever, I guess, but... It, well, AT&T and uh, DirecTV now. Yeah, the best, the best thing that came out of the AT&T-Time Warner merger was the fact that HBO was owned by Time Warner, and now, obviously, they own HBO... John Oliver just attacks AT&T whenever he gets the chance now. <laughs> it's anytime he has a joke about somebody taking a call, he's like, and you could get that call unless you're on AT&T, <laughs> you know. And then he'll say something like, oh, no, business daddy, you have a problem, child. You know, like. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know that, uh, like, John Oliver just popped up in my uh, my realm here recently because I forgot that he played and aired uh, Joe Exotic's presidential campaign yep. videos. Uh, I forgot all about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. He also has a decent history in animation, too. Um, he does. He, I mean, I know he was in the Smurfs movies, which a lot of us would probably... Was he brainy? Uh, Vanity. Vanity. Oh, really? Yes, he was Vanity. Um, and then The Lion King, obviously, Zazu. Oh, he's, oh that's right. He's Zazu. Well, you know who the original Zazu Oh, Rowan Atkinson. Oh, yeah. 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 That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was Xenon Bloom in the first season of Rick and Morty and Anatomy Park. Oh, no shit. The yeah, Amoeba guys. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that John. I mean, they're all basically actors, so they're taking gigs. Oh, yeah. Um, did you see the follow-up to uh, Tiger Kate? Yes. Jesus. I think the best thing that happened in all of that was at the end of it when Joe McHale goes, and obviously I'll take any job offered to me. <laughs> right. Well, was it somebody said, like, you're a big star. And he's like, no, I... I had a chance at one point. 2009 was a big year for me. <laughs> like, yeah. You're a big star. Yeah, I had a chance, but no. <laughs> and this just shows that I'll take any job offered to me. Um, but uh, speak, swinging, trying to swing back, I don't know. RBG's not here. It's kind of throwing the whole rhythm off. No. He, like last week, he was just kind of laughing at us, nerding out over Final Fantasy VII. And, and with him not being here laughing at us, it's kind of hard to... Even harder to stay on topic. I mean, it, like you two could have had some, because he is like, he retains knowledge 
so well from right. what I've seen. Like, I, I almost guarantee that if you guys would have talked about the Pirates of Darkwater... He probably would uh, yeah. remember it better than I do. Because I remember, like, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I just know that it left an impression. Right. Like, I remember thinking, this is wild. And it only ran the one time. Right. I don't remember seeing reruns of it. I don't remember it going into syndication. I don't remember Cartoon Network picking it up because it was Hanna-Barbera. I mean, it was weird because they took a whole lot of gamble. For some reason, like, if you look at the cartoons that came before it, your Hanna-Barbera stuff especially, like, we're looking at, actually, Johnny Bravo would not fare well at all in the Me Too era. Oh, yeah. By any means. Yeah, Johnny Bravo. And every time he got tased in the show, it was justifiably. Oh, yeah, no, it was, that's what made it funny, is, like, you can't, the whole, that was, it was early on, the woman's rights and and the stuff like that, but it it was okay because all these women were basically beating the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, because he was a huge dickhead. Yeah. And every, and it was funny, because even then. Misogynistic pig is what he was. The weirdest part about that was, is, like, we were watching a complete misogynist pig, but I was gathering lessons from it as a kid, like. You shouldn't act like that with people. Right, yeah. Like, it was... It's like, do you remember The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville? Yeah. And how, like, that caught a lot of heat because of all the the special needs people? Mm -hmm. I remember Johnny Knoxville doing an interview. He's like, a lot of bad things happen in this movie, but it's okay because they all happen to me. You know? (laughs) They're not going to happen to these guys. It all happens to me. Right. Because I'm the bad guy in this movie. I mean... Even the first, because I can remember watching uh, Batman the Anime Series, the episode Mad Love. And it was the one where Harley has Batman. She, like, captured him. She was going to give it as a gift to the Joker, and the Joker gets pissed because it wasn't him that did it. Yeah, and and that goes along with, like, the... uh, And then it, uh, it goes south, and I can just remember he hits her with a hammer. Yeah. Oh, he beat the hell out of her. And she gets knocked out of, like, a second floor window Mm -hmm. into an alleyway. And he just, because right before he hits her, he just goes, I told you some people won't understand the joke. And then yeah. she's just lying there, like practically like getting ready to pass out. And the only thing she utters before the episode fades out was like, I didn't get the joke. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking like, what? A well, I mean, freak. that, that kind of played in. They, they played that up uh, yeah. throughout the comics. Cause I mean, Har- like we said, Harley was created for the animated series right? and she transitioned into the comics and the abusive relationship transitioned with her. But yeah, that was my first real insight into like and like I said, this was like what, ninety four? Uh, ish, yeah. Yeah, like ninety two, ninety four. I'm seven. This is like my first real idea of like why is he doing it? Why would you do this? Yeah. It it was just one of those things like I didn't need the lesson spelled out for me. Right. I just knew it was wrong. Yeah. Like some of these shows You that felt were bad for Harley. Yeah. I mean, you really did. You kinda, uh, a lot of these shows were playing with darker themes, but they didn't belt you over the head with a moral. It was very subtle. They, it, there, was, they had a, there was an art to subtlety back then. They didn't have to do the G.I. Joe thing at the end. Right. You know, the PSAs or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, kids, right. domestic abuse is bad. You know, they, they didn't have to. They just kind of yeah. subtly put it in there. I, um, I caught one of those G.I. Joe PSAs, and I can't hear anything in my mind now but those dubs that somebody did. Right. Like, the one with the stove. Like, when the stove catches on fire, I'm just like, oh, as soon as that guy comes around in, I'm like, oh, pork chop <laughs> sandwiches. Like, that's my... Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the PSAs 
Didn't they do PSAs in Robot Chicken? Hey, maybe. Like, I know they did a lot of... It might have been jokes in uh, Family Guy. And there's a couple of shows right there. Where would we be? We wouldn't have either Robot Chicken or Family Guy without the cartoons that we had growing up throughout the 80s and 90s. Oh, right. I mean... Because, I mean, they're almost just poking at them, you know, referencing them. Bet your ass we wouldn't have had Robot Chicken because where did half those toys come from? Right, exactly. Right. They got those from uh, 80s and 90s toys. I mean, uh, and how brilliant is that to make a stop motion thing using toys and then just cutting out triangles for the mouths and moving them about, you know, to make it look like they're talking. Seth Green might be a genius for holding on to his toys for as long as he did. He is a genius. Well, he had the money to do it because, I mean, He'd been acting since he was a kid. He was in the It miniseries oh, with yeah. Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. like And there he goes. Tim Curry back again. Right. You know. Um, All roads lead back to Tim Curry. Right. Everything. I love some of the stories from the set of It. Because Tim Curry wouldn't talk to the kids. Oh, really? But, like, the kids would be off on one part of the set. And Tim Curry would just be sitting in his chair staring at him. And he'd wave. Ugh. Just doing creepy looks and just wave at him. Because he wanted them to be scared of him when they got on set. It's just like, oh, my God, what other profession could you just actively terrify kids for? <laughs> like, that would be a blast. Oh, God, I don't know. That's uh, <clears throat> it's kind of funny because, I mean, I think about that. The one thing that the It movie or the It miniseries did better than the movie, and it's like the only thing I can think of right offhand, aside from, I mean, Tim Curry's great. Yeah. But. I wish they'd at least give Tim Curry a cameo. Pennywise looked like he was. In this miniseries, he was an inviting clown. Like, it was one you would talk to. Yeah, like, he was if very saw, bright. And if very... I saw the Bill Skarsgård, like, looks like he's from a traveling show from the 1920s. Like, or Sorry, not even that Victorian era. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to go back up and sit in the bleachers again. Like he... One of my favorite things in the whole It series, miniseries, the original, was the adults as they're coming into town. Richie, the older Richie. Yeah. Seth Green was. Uh, I can't remember. He was from Night Court, too. Right. He just passed away a few years ago, or That's last true. year. He did, yeah. Uh, he gets into town, and he's trying to talk to the... He's at the library, trying to talk to the librarian. Mm-hmm. And Pennywise is in there. Yeah. But he's the only one that can see or hear him. So Pennywise is just fucking with him, making noise, cracking jokes. He's like, hey, Richie! Is your refrigerator running? Well, you better go catch it. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, and saying. he's having to yell over Pennywise. And this poor librarian's like, why the fuck are you yelling at me? Um, I loved it. It was my favorite scene because it was just Pennywise fucking with Richie. They did, they did it in the movie, but it wasn't as funny. But I did find out this little tidbit. Bill Hader walked up to Bill Skarsgård in the Pennywise outfit. Because he saw the original movie. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I love the effect where they did with the eyes. Oh, yeah. And, and Bill Skarsgård like, went, you mean this? And did it and freaked his, it freaked Bill Hader out. Like, he jumped and ran off. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny, and that probably would have been great to see in the movie. But, but yeah, all roads lead back to Tim Curry. Pretty much. Now, here's one that I'm going to try and transition Real hard away from... Well, I mean, we got Seth Green and Tim Curry, Yeah, more Stephen King, I guess. Uh, Well, no, I was just thinking of homicidal clown-looking people. Uh, (laughs) The Beetlejuice cartoon. Oh, I have that. One of the coolest intros of 
ever. Oh, I mean, the animation and everything oh, in yeah. it is a league of The first of one or the second? There are two intros. Oh, that's true. The second one's a little crazier. Yeah, actually, I kind of like the crazier one. I do, too. It's really good. Um, I mean, it, they took... But the, that came out of that weird, everything had to be licensed. Yeah, and they... Well, they also took a weird direction with it because clearly Beetlejuice and Lydia are not really going to end up friends in the movie. In the yeah, in the movie, like Beetlejuice is trying to marry her to yeah. come come back to the land of the living. Exactly. Whereas in the this cartoon, they're like best friends. Yeah, like they they dick around. Beetlejuice has some kind of cable access show. Oh yeah. Uh, well, there's just a cable access show that the, they can watch. The big. Was it Big Red Monster who's clearly supposed to be Texan that he keeps oh, yeah. kicking in the ass every time he gets? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And his dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I have the whole series. I have the whole Ninja Turtles series, the original Ninja Turtles. So good. From, uh, I think, 87 to 96. Yeah. Um, we also have, uh, what else do we have? We have another one, and I can't think of which one it is. Or maybe I'm thinking it's just the Monsters. Because we have the whole run of the Adams Family and the Monsters too. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I yeah I don't think I have I any mean, cartoons. Because I mean every time we look back at any of the because Beetlejuice had to have been a hard sell. I mean, to like a certain I said, degree. back in the day, back at the time when it came about, everything had to be a licensed property. All right. So I mean, it was Beetlejuice. Because like it, because if you're really looking back on it, the '90s were a radical departure from the Hanna-Barbera era. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Pirates of Darkwater is not Scooby-Doo, Jabberjaw, no. Josie and the Pussycats, Jim and the Holograms, no, or no. any of that. Well, see, neither was, because I'm pretty sure He-Man was Hanna-Barbera, too. Was it? I don't know. My, I don't know either. I might be pulling that out of my ass. But Although, I do know Pirates of Darkwater was. But, I mean, if you look at the time, though, you had He-Man, you had Thundercats, and He-Man is still, to this day, one of the most homoerotic shows out there for the time. It was so homoerotic. Like, watching it now, I'm just like, it makes you almost uncomfortable. You're like, I watched this as a fucking kid? You know what the the weird part about those cartoons, like G.I. Joe, um, I would even argue Transformers and... Oh, see, there's a, those, there's ones that um, we didn't even talk about. Which, Transformers. By the way, Transformers. However, they got Orson Welles to be Unicron oh, in that yeah, one I movie. About that, the like, Transformers, the movie. Yeah, post him being shit faced in a peace commercial like that. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. That I mean, I know he wasn't in the greatest phase of his career at that time, but no. all of those cartoons, GI Joe, Transformers. Um, God, why can't I think of Masters better? of the Universe, yes, Thundercats. Thank you. All of their villains had really odd but distinctive and cool voices. Oh, like, yeah. Think oh, yeah. about Cobra. Skeletor. Cobra Commander. Skeletor. Oh, yeah. Skeletor Cobra Commander. is by far still one of my favorites, especially oh, yeah. just for that. You know? <laughs> right? Well, Mumra in, in Thundercats. Exactly. It was the exact same character. Um, you remember the robot chicken, Mrs. Mrs. Mumblety Pig? Yes. <laughs> I. Mrs. Mumble T Pig's got to go jack. I mean, Mr. Mrs. Mumble T Pig's gonna go rub. I'm gonna go jack off. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Except, I think the trend kind of didn't stand up in Transformers because Optimus Prime clearly had the coolest voice. Well, yeah, Peter Cullen, but you had Frank Welker yeah. as Megatron. He was good. 
I mean, Frank Welker is weird because he's fucking Scooby-Doo. He's not right. fucking Scooby-Doo, but he is Scooby-Doo. Um, and Fred. Yeah. Fred Jones. That's right. And then he's Megatron. So, I mean, Frank Welker can do it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, and in fact, I think in the last... Whatever movie they had Galvatron in, the hmm. god-awful bastardization of Galvatron. Oh, wait. Wait. Was that the third or fourth one? I think it was the fourth I, one. I honestly quit watching after the third one, and truthfully, I don't even know why I watched the third one. Uh, I can tell you exactly why you watched the third one. Patrick Dempsey. Leonard Nimoy. That one. That's it. We'll, Leonard Nimoy. We'll forget what I said about... Patrick Dempsey. Yep. <laughs> I loved watching Patrick, Patrick Dempsey get killed in that movie. I say he's um, a douchebag, and part of me actually feels a little catharsis because I was never a big Grey's Anatomy fan. No, me neither. I watched it. And occasionally had a good episode, but like you know, that really hooked me in. But I never could handle it. Who's that bitch? Because um, of all the hype around it, I think though. That that bitch that, that everybody hates. She thinks she's so great, and then like is. Just Are you awful. talking Catherine Heigl? Yeah, that whore, uh, bitch, person, actress. Yeah, yes. that person. I say, well, I don't know. She she got a big head there for a while, from what uh, I understand. I'm pretty I, sure she's just not in Hollywood anymore. I don't know. Uh, I hope she's not. Cause she's terrible. Mm. Uh, the few things that she did that were any good, she shit on all over, like doing... Oh, Knocked Up. Knocked yeah. Up, yeah. She shit all over it doing the promos, uh, doing the rounds for that. And it Knocked Up was great, but because she's in it, I can't stand it. One of the other things that I really liked her in was uh, The Ugly Truth. But Gerard Butler carried that whole movie. <laughs> um, so anyway... Actually, his career is not going so great at the time. Like, maybe we could get him in a... Booth, see what he can do. Do like a fucking cartoon 300. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if it has to be that. If you just need like a surly, like, you know, Scottish, Scottish characters, pretty well, rough shit, around the was, edges. He's, he's a uh, hiccups dad. Yeah. Stoic. I yeah. Mean, yeah. He, he was great actually. Yeah. Uh, until they killed him off. In the second. Yeah, I still haven't was, seen the third one. That was a huge, the third one was great. What? Yeah. yeah I'm going to check it out. My, yeah. my sister-in-law. It's going to kill me because I haven't seen the third one because her favorite thing ever is Toothless. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Peter Welker and uh, – not Peter Welker. Frank Welker and Peter Cumming. Mm. Shit, I think I got that wrong too. Anyway, Optimus and, and uh, Megatron. Yeah. Um, and then you also had Scooby-Doo. Uh, I think one of the shows <laughs> that, that I had uh, written the cast down for, they were both in. Yeah. Um, Frank Welker's in a shit ton of stuff. And I know we mentioned, you know, or mentioning cast carrying over from one thing to another. Um, the new Masters of the Universe. Oh, Pirates of Darkwater, yeah. Peter yeah, Cullen. there you go. Yes. So the new Masters of the Universe will have Kevin Conroy as Man-at-Arms and Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Right? I am extremely uh, happy about that. They have a new, uh, Netflix has a War for Cybertron series coming. I don't know if it's a series. I think it's a movie series. I think it's going to be a three-part movie. Because huh. uh, I think they said trilogy. So, because when I, when I first heard that, I thought of the games. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the actually those games weren't bad. They were pretty good. I liked both of those games. And, uh, Battle um, for Cybertron and War for Cybertron or something like that. And I'm just like thinking, that. we're not going to have Marky Mark talking with Anthony Hopkins about the Knights of the Round Tables. So right. <laughs> we're automatically jumping up at least an extra 10% on the tomato meter. Right. Like, you know? I mean, just the fact that you threw an Anthony Hopkins to try to give it some clout. I mean, 
Yeah. I was so done with those movies. Like, I watched the last... I watched... You know what? Bumblebee was actually pretty good. It was. Bumblebee was surprisingly good. Because yeah. I went in thinking, God damn, they're just going to ring this one to death. And I was like, oh shit, Bumblebee's actually cute. They actually wrote it. It was with, more of a kid's movie, though. Yeah, they wrote it with something called Heart. That's right? what it was. <laughs> there you go. That's what it's been missing. Uh, fucking Michael Bay and his damn explosions everywhere. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Bay fucked the turtles up. Yeah. And just producing fucked the turtles up. <laughs> um, and I love Stephen Amell. Fuck that Casey Jones. Yeah. Honestly. Fuck that Casey Jones. The only thing they got right in both of those movies were the brothers in the first one, Bebop and Rocksteady in the second one. True. Because Bebop and Rocksteady were just basically pulled straight out of the 90s cartoon, 80s, yeah. 90s cartoon. I almost felt bad for... William Fickner. Um, he was... Raphael? No, he was supposed to be Shredder in the first movie. And oh. before, there was an outcry of the fact that he's not Asian. Oh. Now, see, I get that because, well, Shredder was... A, like, he was Japanese. Well, I, right? mean, I mean, Uncle Phil was Shredder back in the day. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, you know... But it's because he was black. That if, was okay. if William Fickner would have walked in and been like, my name is Aroku Saki, and you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all, dude. Not at all. Like, he's an amazing actor. Well, it's see, just, like, in the first Michael Bay one, they fucked over a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was originally supposed to do Splinter got replaced with Monk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy that was originally supposed to be Leonardo got replaced with Johnny Knoxville. Um, and then everybody that was a turtle got fucked over hard. Yep. Uh I don't know what the hell everybody was thinking with those, but Jesus, way to screw something up that should have been easy. I mean, but look at the new Turtles series. It's awful. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of, it's weird because we hit that golden age of cartoons back in the 90s, and now we're getting to that point where it's going to be a bunch of just schlocky shit for a long time. It kind of does that though. Like I said yeah. earlier in like the eighties and early nineties that had, everything had to be licensed. I feel like we're back to that fucking point. Now. It's, it's when you hit kids cartoons that they either feel like they can't do something that's a little more maturely oriented and they go the way of making it just like a cash grab toy launching shit show. Frantic, very frantic. Yes, very frantic, like, we these kids don't have attention span anymore because they watch YouTube all day. No, if you honestly have a good character and good story, you can do a lot with it. Kids will pay attention. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my kids loved Young Justice. Yeah. And, I mean, shit, I love Young Justice. Um, we talked about, and this is another one we kind of passed up on, the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. <laughs> there were two of them yep. that aired at the same time. A very episodic, yeah. campy one where they were in the desert and a lot and stuff like that. And then they had the one where they were freedom fighters. Which was awesome. And it was dope. I remember when the other one would come on, I'd see Sonic was coming on. And I'm like, oh yeah, Sonic. And then it would be the campy one. I'm like, oh man, fuck this one, you know? As yeah. a little kid, I'm like, ah, I was disappointed. But you still had Julia White doing both of the fucking voices. Right. And uh, I'm pretty sure they were also <laughs> very careful. Did I do that? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, chili Dogs, though. That's where they introduced Sonic Loves Chili Dogs. Yeah. Um, you saw the movie, obviously. Yes. And he yes. had this, I had something called a Chili Dog. It was amazing. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know what happened with that because I remember like the very end of the like the Freedom Fighters were basically they're domestic terrorists. Yeah, they're blowing shit up, kind of like in Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, they they're basically domestic terrorists. I remember they win the day at the end of that first season, and it shows Eggman or Robotnik at the time, and Knuckles, and they were setting up for another season that never came. Yeah, that was such a disappointment to me. Which it really it also felt like the most honest take you could have on Sonic at the time. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, if you played Sonic too, like Sonic is definitely attacking a very vast infrastructure. Like, yeah. I what purpose did the chemical plant have? I don't know. Yeah. In the overall run of things, or I just oil. remember how heartbreaking it was. His uncle that yeah. gets robotized or whatever, and they have to kind of try to like bring him back but he's still a robot. Like, I was just like, you know, that was a tense moment for me. And then you've got this other one where Robotnik's a joke and oh, they're yeah. just boun- bouncing on his head, Roadrunner style, you know, and I didn't like it. No. Um, and that was something that was weird because, like, that was I was little. I was young I when I saw like, those. If, if they had a modern-day Looney Tunes, like, if you did a Wile E. Coyote cartoon these days, it would end with Wile E. Coyote taking Acme to court. Oh, yeah. Over, like, faulty products. Like, the dude would be set for, like, he didn't buy Roadrunners. Oh, yeah. You know, like. Uh, and any anymore, like, I've noticed this. There's an uptick to people liking the villains. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. People are getting sick of the heroes, and they're starting to like the villains. Because the villains get to do whatever the hell they want. Um, I mean, really, they're a lot more fascinating because. They really are. Sometimes, I mean, I, truthfully, they're not always technically the bad guys right like anymore because back in the day it was just good versus evil there was no middle ground oh, yeah. but anymore now everybody wants to know why they're evil why mm. are they doing this you know what's their motivation and a lot of times it's more sympathetic than the fucking heroes like one of the things that i always hated in comic books especially growing up was superman mm. i was never a fan of superman the only thing i remember being a fan of superman wise was Superman 1 and Superman 2. Those were the only good ones. Exactly. Yeah. Those were the great ones. Yeah. Superman 3, just because Richard Pryor's in it. Okay. Yeah. That's about the only thing. And Richard Pryor's going, you know, me, Superman, we're best friends. He pulls his shirt open and there's nothing. Right. <laughs> um, but it wasn't that good. It's worth a watch just because Richard Pryor's in it. Right. But yeah, 1 and 2 were the only things of Superman that I liked. I didn't even watch the Superman cartoon. I did. Uh, Actually, Bruce Timm's Superman? They, it was good. Was it? I liked it. I mean, I know I saw episodes of it. I mean, they at least featured a few episodes where, like, the characters flat out died. It was never oh, wow. anybody major, but, like, Apocalypse invades Metropolis at one point. Nice. And after Superman kicks his ass for a second before he leaves, he makes it a habit to kill uh, like the chief of police or something who's standing right behind <laughs> Superman. Be- all because the guy throws out a cheap insult. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing that I really did enjoy about... Uh, have you seen any of the DCAU? No. The DC animated universe with the movies and stuff? Huh. It's one of my favorite things. And actually, I just found out it's really depressing. Um, they're going to do one more... Last time I checked, they had 36 movies. These are all animated, straight-to-home release. Yeah. 
There's 36 of them. Dang. Um, they're going to do one more. I think 36. They're going to do one more Justice League Dark, and that's going to be it. They're done. And that's heartbreaking. Because in these, there is a sense of epicness. There is a sense of actual danger. Because, one, they're movies, so they don't have to stand by FCC content. They're killing people. Yeah. The stakes are real. And they're all joined. Because it's like uh, one of the first ones that are connected is uh, Justice League War. And that's when the Justice League first come together. And it was more the new 52 type. Yeah. So, um, but you had amazing people like uh, Jerry O'Connell was Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, in that one, um, you ever see uh, Weeds? Yeah. Uh, the Goofy so, Uncle. Oh, yeah. Andy, uh, Andy, right? Yeah. He was Green Lantern. I can't think of his name. I can't either. I'm trying to. Um, uh, Megan Mo- Monahan. Mogadon. Uh she was Wonder Woman. You know, it's actually funny you mentioned weeds. Uh, I don't know if if Rabies you would be too appreciative of me mentioning this. Uh, him and his wife were actually featured as extras in one episode at least. No shit. Yeah. She, oh, she, she I'm showed me his fucking brain next week. She showed that. me the clip, uh, uh, and you can see they're just walking around in the background. I've seen everything but the last season, and I love that show. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, going back, swinging back to the cartoons, uh, yeah, every every movie, because you got Justice League War, Apocalypse shows up. The next one is that's connected. There's Batman's too, like Batman and Son, where they introduce Damien. That's part of it, and it stays continent. You know, it stays continuous. Like it's the continuity is amazing. Um, they end up bringing in the Teen Titans. Uh, they do the next Justice League movie was Justice League Throne of Atlantis, mm-hmm. where uh, they they meet uh, Aquaman for the first time, and Orn is played by uh, Sam Worthington, or uh, he uh, he was the apprentice in Force Unleashed. Uh, and uh, Sam, his name's Sam. Yes, something. Mm-hmm. Yep, that. Not I, Worthington because that's a different. Guy. No, that's that's the Australian Whitaker? dude. No, I don't know. But anyway, you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. He's Orn. Uh, later on, Rosario Dawson becomes Wonder Woman. Uh, and Nathan Fillion is becomes Green Lantern. Yeah. They tap pretty decent people for these movies. And it just broke my heart when I found out that they're ending them. Yeah. Like, and before the, the continuity ones, they were doing like standalones, like Gotham by Gaslight. And they did um, New Frontier where David Boreanaz was uh, Green Lantern in that. Um, they had Green Lantern First Flight, which Christopher Maloney was Green Lantern. Christopher Maloney. Um, uh, Christopher Maloney was Green Lantern, and uh, Kirkwood Smith was in that one. Uh, it was awesome. Like, they really, th- these are great movies, and they're really overlooked. But the DCEU, that might even have to be an, an episode. Because it's so thick and rich. Um, I, think, I think that's one of my favorite things about just DC in general when it comes to their slate of characters. Like, I mean, you, the Justice League, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's every time Batman has something to say or a plan or people don't agree with his methods, 
he basically just tells him like it is. Oh, let's yeah. him know, like, hey, I'm the smartest guy in this room. Oh, yeah. And not only that, like, you're going to listen. Well, one of those movies was uh, Justice League Doom. Is that the one where they... Uh, somebody... Vandal was, Savage yes. steals Batman's contingency plans if the Justice League turns. Yep. And uses it against them. Um, and even in that, uh, everybody's mad and they're voting him off. And he's like, you don't have to vote me off. If you don't see the danger of a turned Justice League, I don't need to be here. And as he's walking off, Superman hands him the kryptonite and is like, you're the only person I trust. He said, you you had a contingency plan for everybody on this team except you. And Batman goes, I have one. It's called the Justice League. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which, actually, if I remember correctly, there's even, because you can hear Kevin Conroy. Kevin reading, Conroy uh, did the voice for that. Yeah, because you can hear Kevin Conroy reading a contingency plan for Batman that is specifically talking about using his dead family as, like, emotional leverage against him. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's even thought of ways to kick his own ass. Like, he's... Purely, but not only that, how do you let a guy like that walk out of the room anyway? Right, Just like, like, you know, I didn't forget these plans. Justice League Doom was one of my favorites because it brought back the Justice League cartoon hmm. characters, the people. Yeah. So you had Kevin Conroy as Batman, Tim Daly as Superman, yep. uh, Susan Eisenberg as Wonder Woman. Uh, they couldn't get the guy that played John Stewart. Oh, yeah. So they got Nathan Fillion for the first time to be Green yes. Lantern. Yeah. Um, Martian Manhunter, uh, Carl Lumbery, Michael Rosenbaum, who is Lex Luthor in, in Small, Smallville, yeah. is the Flash. And they got him back to be the Flash. And I remember an episode of the Justice League cartoon where the Flash and Lex Luthor switched bodies, which made me laugh really hard. Because yeah. Lex Luthor is pretending to be Lex Luthor, you know? That, that is a funny thing. But yeah, like, they went back, and a lot of these just kind of very nostalgic. Um, help, Claudia Black from uh, Farscape. You ever watch that? Yeah. She was Cheetah. Paul Blackthorne, who is uh, Detective Captain Lance yeah. in Arrow, he was uh, Metallo. Like, it's just amazing all the people they ended up. And, like, and then later on, like I said, with war and stuff, it they hmm. they tapped some pretty high names. I mean, Jerry O'Connell may have slipped down a little bit, but he's still up there. You know, right. you know who Jerry O'Connell is. Yeah, King, I know who Jerry O'Connell King is. Kangaroo Jack. Right? Uh, Rebecca <laughs> Romaine plays, uh, plays Lois Lane. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did that for the death of Superman and the rise of Superman. They did both of those. They've done um, both. They've done an animated version of which I Batman Returns. I think that speaks or to no, the Dark Knight Returns. That really speaks to animation in general, though. Like it's a lot of actors used to turn away from it. It was never seen with a whole lot of prestige, and then really uh, Disney helped change that around. Oh yeah, and then Disney all of a always taps somebody big, and then all of a sudden you have. I mean, if you're looking at it, you have all these bigger actors who are incredible in the voice, yeah, in, in the voice booth that are doing this stuff now. Like, it's not even a hard sell anymore. It's because animation, it seems like a lot of the time, can take you to different depths that live action can't. Exactly. And you can do things in animation that live action can't. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Even with the rise of CG, you can't do this stuff and have it come across. Like, I think there's that point where you hit the the uncanny valley mm -hmm. where it becomes too much to see it look too realistic. But if you watch it in cartoon form, you're like, that's not so bad. It's a cartoon, you know. Um, Here's something that I think you're going to like. Giancarlo John, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Oh wow. Rachel Ghoul. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, you should definitely I'm kind of surprised you haven't checked these out. Like, I'm really surprised because this was like one of my favorite like Pin. Uh Pin uh, I can't think of his last name. Pin and Teller Pin. Pin Gillette. Gillette. Yeah. Gillette's done voiceovers and stuff. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like it's it's an amazing cast and like I said, they connect Matt Ryan. Who played uh, Constantine in the series? Yeah, and then they brought him back for the Arrowverse and stuff, and he's in mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Legends of Tomorrow now. They brought him back to be John Constantine in Justice League Dark. Huh. Oh, speaking of Flash news, uh, well, Brian was jumping back onto this. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I just saw this yesterday, and it's apparently been a little bit. But uh, old Ezra Miller there's in some hot shit right now. Yeah, he choked out a fan or something. Yeah. It did like, not. It did not look good. No, and from what uh, like Randy read up on it more, it was supposed to be like a goofy photo op that somebody's taken out of context or something. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't know because I gotta look it up. The the way he was talking to her first, I'm like, oh, it seems lighthearted, and then all of a sudden he goes for the th- and then like takes her down to the ground. Like it didn't look that fast, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that's still a little much. Right. Like, like I don't know. I haven't seen I, it yet. Um, I don't know the. Intent- Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and it's uh, it's definitely disconcerting. So, so we might be missing a flash now. That um, sucks, especially after the crisis thing, right. where the two flashes met. Yeah, I watched that scene. Yeah, uh, isn't that awesome? It like, is it's good. pretty awesome. They're they basically just kind of like circle jerking each other, right? You know, oh, that suit's awesome. Oh, yeah, yours is awesome too. You know, they're just back and forth. And so, it's like, I told Vic that this could happen, you know? So, so the DC uh, movie universe is probably taking a couple of hits because we're going to be probably missing Mira from Aquaman 2. Well, they're going to, they're, they're talking about replacing her with uh, all the hotness. Amelia Clark. Oh, actually, that would be okay. Yeah. And Jason that. Momoa would love that too. Those I'm two, sure. Those two are best friends. Are they really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. After, um, they, they still do like Christmas and stuff together every now and then oh, yeah. and stuff. And she, poor her, she's overcome a lot. Yeah. Like, she's had some kind of weird disease that she's had to beat. And yeah. Like, yeah. Kudos she, to her. I like Amelia Clark. I do, uh, too. Yeah. I don't know. What are we running? Uh, about an hour 45. Oh, we're, damn. We're still yeah. under. Not yeah. normal. You know? <laughs> I was going to say, yes, under the norm. We're under our norm. You know, the last time I had an 80-minute episode was, I wasn't here. <laughs> but, I mean, we've quite literally talked about. I think we've missed Tiny Tunes. We did. Tiny Tunes, but Animaniacs to me was better. Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes, they did a lot of poking at writers and Hollywood in general. Tiny Tunes had a very oddly poignant episode talking about, um, they because it was Steven Spielberg produced, mm-hmm. just like Animaniacs. Yeah. And uh, they they talked about how, like, why Bugs Bunny seems so youthful, even though he's in his 50s by yeah. this time. And... I can remember it's like this Grim Reaper-like character just being like, so long as the laughter's there and the fans are there, they'll never truly die. I mean, no, exactly. And there's, I mean, which 
this whole episode, we've talked about 30 years worth of cartoons at least. Oh, yeah, exactly. And um, we even dipped into a little bit, too, of Looney Tunes and Hanna-Barbera. Like, yeah. clearly. Well, we also mentioned, you know, the licensed stuff where you had the Flintstones kids, a pup named Scooby-Doo. I don't know. Hmm. We mentioned a pup named Scooby-Doo, which was probably the worst Scooby-Doo iteration ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, with red herring. <laughs> I mean, how much more poignant could it be? Red, his name is Red Herring. Oh, I know. Uh, so you knew it was never him. Um, you, you know, back in the, you know, everything had to be licensed. Uh, Mighty Mouse. Uh, I remember when that got picked up for a new, the new adventures of Mighty Mouse. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to watch it because it had too much adult humor in it. Um. Let, let's see. Uh, anything else we might have missed? I, I don't know. I mean, we talked about a lot. I mean, it, the, and how much those old shows shaped everything we see now. Batman Beyond. Okay. We didn't hit that. No, we didn't. And, and that was fucking an amazing show. That's pretty egregious for us to miss that. Actually. Yeah. Um, especially since they're they're trying to push a Batman Beyond live action with uh, uh, Michael Keaton. That would be great. Wouldn't it? Like, Michael Keaton is the aged Batman? Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, and in fact, I think Kevin Smith said that movie would make a billion dollars. It would. I, um, I was going to say, 12 tickets, please. No, I'm just by myself. Not to mention Terry <laughs> McGinnis. I mean, the way they drew him, he looked like he could have been Hispanic. Yeah. Um, I know Dana was definitely Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, Max was his best friend. Um, and I got to admit, seeing an older Grumpier Bruce Wayne, was right? Actually, like Bruce, Wayne, Bruce is already kind of fucking grumpy. And not to mention, like he was at the age in that where you know, if you pay attention, the God damn it, what can I think of it? The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, he's at the age where he could still beat Superman's ass. Oh with yeah, that power absolutely. Suit. Well, the Dark, like I said, the Dark Knight Returns, they did that animated style. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, they definitely with the uh, Dark Knight. Or no, no, Rise of the Dark Knight or whatever, Dark Knight Rises, the last one. They actually took dialogue from the Dark Knight Returns when Batman first shows up to go after Bane. The two cops in the cop car, the older cop is like, oh, you're in for a treat tonight. That's <laughs> actually taken straight out of the comic book. Oh, really? Out of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. It's like he, the, the older seasoned cop looks at the yeah. younger rookie and goes... Oh, you're in for a treat tonight when I, Batman shows up. I, I absolutely love that because it's very telling that even if Bruce Wayne cannot effectively Batman every day, if he has to, he's he still, still ready. Up. Yeah. Like, there's something horrifying to think about a geriatric dude who has taken more beatings in a lifetime than your average <laughs> UFC fighter that could absolutely just still wreck you. Do you remember... Three Doors Down's first song, Kryptonite. Yep. You remember the video? Yeah. The old man puts on the old super suit for one last throwdown? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Yep. He's like, fuck it. I see this. This is wrong. I'm old as shit, but I can still do it. And it's kind of like, I don't know, that song, It's that song's on my top 10 all-time favorites. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's kind of funny because Superman toward the end of that fight even is just like, Bruce, uh, maybe we should stop. You seem to be getting a little tired. And Bruce is like, nope, I'm going to keep going. Yep. Nope. We're doing this. Um, 
And he proceeds to, like, it takes him a minute, but he does end up kicking the Blue Boy Scout's ass. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, and it's all because, once again, despite the fact that most people have to have that little thing on their counter for the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right, Thursday yeah. bills, he has an entire plan laid out that goes flawless. Right, exactly. Um, and, and kudos to Frank Miller for doing that. Yeah. Uh, the whole reason Frank Miller wrote that story was because he was, Batman at the time is forever 29. And he was about to turn 30. He was going to actually be older than Batman. And he wanted to write a story where it's an aged Batman. Um, and I don't know if you've read that. I don't know how much of the comic stuff you've actually read. See, I have... I mean, if it, if you can buy the uh, basically the compilation of it mm-hmm. on a store shelf, then yeah, I've at least read it. Or, okay. or thumbs I was going to say, if you it. haven't read it, I have The Dark Knight Returns. I'll loan it to you. I'll have to go dig it out of storage because all my shit's in storage right now. But I've got it. I'll let you read it. Cause that's it's, how I. That's how I wound up doing uh, Watchmen as well. Like, Watchmen. I've yeah. had, I have that too. I had um, to. I had to get it like in a big. Oh, yeah. the big compendium. Yes. Yeah. The and, omnibus or whatever, an omnibus or whatever. Yeah. And I, I will never regret that purchase. That was oh no, it's an amazing book. Yeah. And that was. Uh, it changed comics. Like when I mean, it was coming it, out, it hit everybody the New York Times bestseller. Yep. Like absolutely, even voted one of the greatest like literary yeah. things of all time. Um, oddly enough, the only comic book to ever win a Pulitzer Prize mm-hmm. was Neil Gaiman's Sandman, um, A Midsummer's Night. No, what is it? The Shakespeare mm-hmm. Midsummer Night yeah. Tale, or I think it was Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer yeah, Night's yeah. Dream. He wrote Mid, uh, Sandman, Midsummer Night's Dream. They were so mad that that won a Pulitzer, they made sure comic books could never win it again. That's nice. So Neil Gaiman has the only Pulitzer Prize for a comic book. I mean, just animation in general, everything they can play with, even comic books, all the themes they can play with because they can run longer story arcs. Exactly. Like an episodic animation, even a longer animate, like even a mini series that you can just blow through, it just has so much more potential than your average movie. It's not hard to see why so many of these things will live on for so long. Oh, absolutely! I mean, comic books started in what? Batman, nineteen thirties. Batman is older than most of my. Like Batman actually is older than at least one set of my grandparents. Uh, I mean, I know Batman just celebrated its 80th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. He's still a little older than my grandparents. Right. Yeah. It's... Um, 1932, I think, is when the first Batman comic came out. Something like that, yeah. Um, I think Superman and, and uh, well, Captain America definitely came out because of World War II. Yeah. But Superman, I think, was out a little before that. I'm going to have to look that up. You need to have a spangly dude you can punch down in the face. Right, you for, know. For at least a few friends. I did love that in the, the, the first Avenger, he's like, what gives you, you know, what makes you think you can take this on? He's like, I've punched out Hitler 158 times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, it's just like, is anyone else wondering why we're taking that uh, spangly outfit? That's the- <laughs> I've punched out Hitler 158 times. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans, you will be missed. Um, yeah. Actually, I think from what I understand, he's supposed to pop up in Winter, uh, Falcon oh, and really? Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I feel like there's a big one. 
we're tapping around that we keep missing. But now that I really think about it, I, I think we're good. I mean, we've, uh, on another episode, we did talk about X-Men. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked in depth about X-Men. Uh, I listen, I've listened to that episode a couple few times now. I mean, I took... It was weird because even the violent ones were never... It was never the point. Right. Like, it, it was never... It, was, it wasn't even a means to an end. It was just like, story-wise, it fit perfectly. These things had to happen. Mm-hmm. And they tried talking, but they couldn't get through that way. It's like, eventually, you had to realize, like, yeah, these things are going to happen. If it was Batman, oh. Bane wasn't going to get taken down by a very cleverly worded argument. Right, you know. You know, like, it, but but the stories were so... See, I was remembering a Batman episode that really had nothing to do with anything else. It was kind of a... It was more about his martial arts days when he was learning martial arts. Yeah. Him and a master. He had a master. You know, he went and studied under somebody. And then somebody else that studied under that guy killed that guy. Yeah. And learned his one-touch death thing. And in that, Batman knew that that guy knew it and is doing detective work and finds the dummy this guy had been practicing on mm-hmm. with the spot that he hits to kill you instantly. There's one spot on this whole dummy that's softer than the rest of it. And Batman goes, that's it. And he just yeah. protects that spot. So he gets hit with it, plays dead, and then gets up and proceeds to kick this guy's ass. And he's like, how? I did the blah, 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 you know, the five-finger death punch. Yeah. He's like, oh, I found the mannequin. I found the dummy you were using and just found that that, that was the only spot that was soft and just protected it. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just one of those things. And what was it? I mean, um, they are the, if I remember, one of the only cartoons to ever win a regular, like, primetime Emmy. For, yeah, for uh, Heart of Ice, wasn't it? The yeah, Mr. Freeze I think so. episode. And Mr. Freeze only had two episodes. Yep. That was uh, that, which is why they did the the Batman Sub Zero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, Mask of the Phantasm. One of the best Batman animated 100%. movies ever. I I would even rank it as one of the best Batman movies ever. I I I could agree with that. It's so good. Uh, Dana Delaney. Yep. Mark Hamill. Uh, Batman. Uh, uh, Kevin Conroy. I mean, they brought all the elements from the show that were absolutely perfect and then gave it a sucker punch of a story. That oh, was, yeah. It was hard to watch. I mean, it was so good. I remember I wasn't allowed to go see it in the theaters, but hmm. Dad definitely rented it for yeah, me. Yeah, it was... It's weird because it was one thing that a Batman movie at least tried to tried to do that no other Batman movie that I can remember has tried since. Well, one, it played off the show, so we didn't need a fucking origin yeah. story. It just assumed that you watched the show and went. Well, because they they threw in, legitimately for for Bruce Wayne, a mind fuck, like plain and simple. It was, you know, it, his it, this lady was his last seeming chance at a normal life, right? And she's and you know, spoiler alert, yeah, fantastic. But even at that, he can't like it. it completely screws him up in the head like by the way it's the only time anybody could ever really get close to beating batman in any way right. like if you just mess with his head if, if you can successfully do that that's the only way to take the dude down because he would gladly let gotham city burn 
halfway if he knew he could save the other half. Exactly. Uh, you know, and I'm looking through it. I'm trying to see uh, the voices and stuff. You get Kevin Conroy, obviously. Dana Delaney. Um, you had Stacy Keach, who was the voice of the Phantasm. Yeah. Um, and then he was Carl Beaumont, but not, you know, we find out Phantasm's actually Dana Delaney. And then Abe Vigoda. What? Abe Vigoda. Salvatore Valestra. Okay, that makes sense. He's one of yeah. the, the crime, the crooked guys. And then Chucky Saw, uh, Dick Miller was Chucky Saw. Um, and then the guy that played Alfred. Oh, speaking of, one last voiceover thing about the DC animated universe. Mm. The guy they got to play Alfred in all of those, Ducky from NCIS. What? Yep. And he's amazing <clears throat> at it. Wow. He is such a good Alfred. He kind of reminds me of the Alfred from the animated series. Oh, okay. It's really good. Um, he's very prim and proper. Uh he takes care of everybody, you know. He knows how to stitch a wound and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't remember that guy's name, but it's Ducky from NCIS. And then uh, even uh, what's his name, uh, the Mark Harmon. Yeah, he was in uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. He was Superman. Oh, actually, that's a good choice. Right, yeah. like uh, it's. Like I said, I can't believe you haven't watched any of these. These are amazing. Uh, probably. I mean, there's there's a lot of quarantine left. Like yeah, there's, there's a lot of quarantine left. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I can probably just hammer those out while I'm working on spreadsheets um, for work. Well, maybe. I don't have the DC thing. The DC Universe? Yeah. Uh, I had it. Watched the first season of Titans. Watched the first season of Doom. Watched the first two seasons of Titans because yeah. the second one came out. Doom Patrol and uh, Je- uh, Young Justice. Uh, started watching Harley. Saw uh-huh. the first two episodes of Harley, and then uh, heard that HBO Max is getting ready to basically eat the DC DC universe. So I dropped my subscription just waiting for HBO Max to take over. Yeah, and then I'll pick it up, pick it back up when HBO Max takes over. It just, because of the quarantine, hasn't happened yet. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of them on there. Uh, I'd suggest watching them all. Uh, I know I've put Randy through, <laughs> through several of them. Um, and in fact, to the point where I'm not even expecting her to pay attention. Yeah. But, like, those are kind of, like, my feel-good. Like, if I'm having a blah day, I'll throw one of those in, because I have a lot of them on hard copy. They're just in storage, or I'd loan them to you. Um, but uh, I have them a lot, and I just throw it in and watch it, and it, they'd make me feel better. Yeah. It was just kind of like my homesick days kind of thing. You know? Right. You know what? I'm going to throw in a DC Animated Universe movie huh. and just throw them in, and then next thing I know, I've watched them all. Well, now, that I've, <laughs> now that I've effectively uh, finished... Final Fantasy VII Remake has completed the main story. Uh, or that I've completed the main story in that. I, so far. Yeah, I have. <laughs> right. First part. I I have uh, time to engage in other things. Yeah, you smoked me on that, by the way. Because I'm, I'm not only think I'm halfway done yet. Or I might just be halfway through. You might be, yeah. I, I can remember that I even did the side quests and stuff. And then about the time that... I finally made it to the Shinra building. I'm like, ah, I'm just going to finish it. And then 
do the chapter select and go back and do some of the other stuff. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm 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 trying to push through it because I want to know because I we're gonna do a we're gonna do a follow up just for the the D uh, the FF seven R which is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Since we're doing FF seven, might as well just throw the R on there. And, say, um, and by that point. Hopefully, a lot of people have finished it. We don't have to worry about too many spoilers, spoilers and stuff. Because I was wondering, I, th- I was thinking about doing a little bit of that on Twitch. Yeah, we can wildly speculate the hell out of where that's going. Right? Because uh, you, yeah. from what you said, it's it's interesting. Yes. It seems like it's going in a different direction. Uh, yeah. It's and I'm excited for it. Nice. I didn't I didn't know if them dicking with the main story that much would be. Well, they had to add so much more story with so much more time in one area. Yep, and some of it, truthfully, could have done without. Uh, talking to you, motorcycle douchebag guy, Roche. That's Roche, the yeah. oh. Um, yeah, they introduced new soldier. Yeah, I didn't mind that. You can introduce new soldiers all damn all day. day. Long, yeah. It's just... I mean, they're he, Shinra, so they're Shinra. Uh, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you fight more soldiers? But, like, clearly a guy has a hard on for his motorcycle and he definitely has a hard because I fight I've had that fight bought that yeah. fight. Uh, he has a hard on for that motorcycle. And not only that is like completely fucking up the company plans. Like I don't see him living past everything he pulled off in this. Right, like because he definitely was the reason you get away. Yeah. Even though you he shows up just to fight you. Right. In the midst of all these Shinra people coming at you because you're invading you're you know you're causing a distraction. Uh but yeah, he uh, that that's another t- that yeah, we can get into that real bad here, and yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll save another, that for another day. I guess though. But the follow up from our, our Final Fantasy episode. Oh yeah. Um, especially with RBG here, that yes. way he gets to, to hear because I don't know if he's played it. Although I, I will say this, I got a, I talked about it so much that yeah. my sister talked her old man <laughs> into getting it. He's been playing it, and one of the first things I said to her is. Why are all the females in this game so thirsty for Cloud? Yeah. And she goes, hi, thirsty for Cloud. Right. Cloud is so, uh, or Cloud is hot AF. And I was just like, oh, God, you too? <laughs> well, it's an easy answer. It's like, I, it's like I told you when you texted me, you texted me the same thing. Why is everybody so damn thirsty for Cloud? Like, he has the long sword. Oh, yes, yes, he yes. has the long sword. <laughs> I did like how, like, in the Sector 5 slums, all those little kids immediately start emulating you. Yep. They all have the wooden buster swords and shit. Um, I just thought that was funny. I was like, because you got to go find these kids, and they have the swords, and you're like, oh, fuck, it's a buster sword. Yeah, I've been, ha- <laughs> I've been having an ongoing argument uh, with my son all week. Um, every time I talk to him, cause I, I keep asking him, like, what costume do you want to wear for Comic-Con, buddy? And he, it's a different thing every time. Well, yeah. Like, we'll have to narrow it down. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be Cloud. And does he know who Cloud is? Super Smash Bros. Oh, that's right. Well, he's arguing with me that that's not his name because when the announcer says it, he thinks it sounds like it says Glove. So he thinks that Cloud's name is Glove. And then sends him a picture. I'm like, this is Cloud Strife. And he's like, no, that's Glove. (laughs) And then I'm like, yeah, he's from Final Fantasy. He goes, no, he's from Super Smash Bros. I'm like... (laughs) I'll give you that one at least. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, when he gets home and he sees you play, you, like you'll have to show him oh, FF7R, yeah. and uh, maybe he'll be okay with it. Uh, surely he's seen you play FF7. No, no, no. I, which is funny because I, I know he can't 
read yet, but I've strayed away from it just because some of the content seems a little more hmm. mature, even though, like, they look like Popeye in the original, you know. I mean, they look like a straight 64 game. Yeah. So, I mean, it, You're almost nothing, expecting Bowser to show up. There's nothing too objectionable to fighting robots, truthfully. Tip his giant yeah. boobs. <sighs> That's true. Uh, but, so, but all right, uh, should we wrap? Well, we have one last thing. Okay. Oh, yes, Magnificent Bastard. And it's Magnificent Bastard time. Yes, because as we've said, actually probably about 50, 60 times this couple hours here, is uh, all roads lead back to this man. Oh, yeah, and, and um, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you, this is kind of your segment, so I'll, I'll let you have it. I, I mean, there's nobody else other than Tim Curry. Yeah, absolutely, Tim Curry. Magnificent every, Bastard of the Week. Every fucking cartoon we looked at. Leads back he, to Tim Curry. He in was some way. It's part of the like, voice cast, right? Either part of the voice cast or worked with somebody closely yeah. on the voice cast, right? Um, like it, you cannot do a six degrees of Kevin Bacon in the like in, in the animation voiceover community. It's almost just two degrees of Tim Curry. Yeah, it, that's it. it I mean, that's wild thornberries. Everything. He's been in so much. Darkwing Duck. Hell, he was almost the voice for the Joker in the animated series for Batman. Right? Like, oh, that's. I was going to look that up to see if he was indeed for, in that first episode. And then, and then we got off topic. I mean, I can't... I can't even begin, like, to absolutely cover it. Like, I mean, in front of the camera and in the voiceover booth... Uh, every single one of us can remember. I mean, shit, Fern Gully. He was yeah, the he yeah. was the toxic cloud. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where they got the idea for the evil cloud and Fern Gully. Yeah, why Hollywood thinks the evil cloud works. Yeah, Ferngully. why it's always like some kind of. And it's awful. It's always where it never works. No, stop it, Hollywood. No, it, you know that's not even the thing that didn't work with Fern Gully though. Christian, oh shit! S- Christian Slater was the thing that didn't work with Fern Gully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just saw this, and we talked about briefly, and then this is way off topic because I'm looking at this first episode of Batman the Animated Series. Kate uh, Mulgrew is in that first episode as oh. Red Claw. And there's a statue of her here in Bloomington, Indiana now. Oh, that's right. As Captain Janeway. Yes, because... From Star Trek. Yes, future birthplace of Captain, yep, Janeway. Captain Janeway. And Frank Welker. Is in that first episode. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, he's not. It doesn't show because that first, the first episode they have on here is the Cat and the Claw Part One, right. which I thought came later. I thought so too. Um, I so his Heart of Ice is number three. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean. We, I mean, we named off, like, so many voice actors who did so many things. But, oh, yeah. like, the only one that was in 95% of them was Tim Curry, though. Oh, yeah. Tim like, Curry. Well, I mean, that or, or Jim sorry. Cummings. Yeah, obviously. That. Jim Cummings is in everything. Uh, but Tim Curry has also, like I said, just, you know. He's got that voice. He's got that very distinct voice. Yes. Kind of like Ron Perlman. I mean, Because Ron is, Perlman popped up a lot. Tim Curry has graced our PlayStations, our television screens, oh, our yeah. movie screens. It's going to be heartbreaking when he goes. Yeah. Because, I mean, his stroke has put him in a wheelchair. Yeah. And he's not doing good. So I'm going to be brokenhearted when Tim Curry, 
Tim Curry goes. I, I don't even want to think of that day. Right? Uh, I was pretty pretty emotional when Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. I was really emotional. I, I was pretty busted up about that one. I actually hugged my dad. My dad was like, what's wrong? I was like, Carrie Fisher died. And he was like, oh. And he hugged me back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, that should tell you something. It's like... Uh, my dad and I don't have yeah. very heartfelt moments. And, uh, I mean, we do, but it was one of those few times where it was just like, dad, I need a hug. Yeah. Just, there's no rhyme or reason to it. I'd never met this woman personally in my life, but I needed a hug because Carrie Fisher died. Uh, the only other ones I can remember that were like that for me were, um, Alan Rickman. That was pretty upsetting. Alan Rickman was goddamn brutal. Yeah. Um, and Leslie Nielsen. Ooh, yeah, that was a bad day. That was a real bad day. That was a bad day. Uh, I think I had to go back and watch all the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then you, you watch the Naked Gun movies and go, oh, look, there's a murderer. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, Airplane. Oh, I mean, God. Yeah. So. And don't I, call me Shirley. Yes, I don't even want to think about I just want to let you all know. Good luck. <laughs> you know, like Tim Curry, I'm immediately, the day that happens, I'm probably going to watch Clue on Lulu oh my God, yes. for about, I don't know, three days. They're going to do a reboot. and what? Yep, they're doing a remake of Clue. Come on. Ryan Reynolds. Okay, I'm... I'm yeah, it swings you back, doesn't it? I can it swings it. you back almost immediately. Yes. Ryan Reynolds. That man. Right. right. He can eat a cheeseburger, and I'd probably go see it. Which is funny, because he had a... Evans for a long time where mm-hmm. you would see their name on a movie and be like oh this is gonna be shit right like, like yeah I don't know see he hooked me with Van Wilder Van Wilder was good back in the day yeah and apparently based on comedian Burt Kreischer really yep Van in Wilder term, yeah the character at least was based on Burt, Burt Kreischer yep I just watched his new stand up it had me laughing so hard I had tears yeah oh uh, he's I almost peed twice well, he was he was a party guy. Like he was, well, yeah. I he mean, still is apparently. I say just listen to his stories. Like, oh yeah, I mean, uh, you need to watch that new one on Netflix. I might. He yeah. talks about teenage girls. Oh, it's so relatable. It made me laugh so hard. Like Randy actually looked back at me and was like, uh, "Baby, are you doing okay?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. You know, uh, but yeah, Bert Bert Kreischer. He's. I didn't think I could laugh that hard again. And I no. did. And he's. You, wait till you hear his gun stories. Oh, really? Because he said, if you're pro guns, you're going to hate this story. <laughs> and if you're anti guns, you're really going to hate this story. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, all right. So we've got Magnificent Bastard Tim Curry. Yes, you are sir. our Magnificent Bastard of the we, Week. We salute you, good sir. Please, for the love of God, keep doing voice work. I don't know if he can, because I think the last thing he did was uh, that TV remake of Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was how they kind of got everybody to sign off on it. It was like, look, Tim Curry's going to be in it. Damn. And he was the old guy in the wheelchair, which, from the movie, you know, oh, that hurts so bad. It really does. He looks so bad. I'm so upset that he's not doing better. Damn you, stroke, whatever gives you a stroke. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a heartbreaking day. Hopefully many years Watch away. it be fucking tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to fucking be tomorrow. That would be so <laughs> poorly timed. Uh, Especially since I usually take a couple days before I put these 
Right. If this is the case, like if I might just put this up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Tim Curry, you are a magnificent bastard this week. Oh yeah. All of our all of our magnificent bastards so far have been okay. They've been pretty well crafted. Yeah, at least for the topic we're talking about. I got to thinking about last week's with the the Final Fantasy VII, uh, and uh, we could have totally given that to uh, uh, the director, maybe. Yeah, Nomura. Nomura. Yeah, we could have totally given that to Nomura. Or but I'm I glad even, we did it with Sephiroth. And I could even give it to the soundtrack too, though. Oh yeah, uh, I need no, to. I have that. They uh, downloaded with my game. Yeah, Nobuo Matsu. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, soundtrack downloaded with my game. So. Oh, that, I did that too. I spent the extra twenty dollars and got the, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got some big news on top. We'll we'll end this out with our big news. We are now officially on iTunes. Yes, indeed. So get on there, rate and review us. Uh, you can write whatever. Uh, just give us five stars because I know that rate and review is an important thing. Tell us that uh, these couple of assholes told you to do it. Tell us that we suck. Just give us five stars because that helps us in the ratings. <laughs> yeah, so if um, you leave that comment, they told me to. Yeah, you could totally the... put that on there. Um, we don't know why. I don't know why it, it's an important thing, but apparently it is. It's something to do with their algorithm. But we are on iTunes as well as Podbean, always on Podbean. Uh, Podbean was our home first. All right. So we'll, we'll see where to expand to next. <laughs> um, maybe Spotify. Oh, yeah, I know Spotify does... Quite a bit. Yeah, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google. Um, But yes, we finally got more uh, distribution. We were on iTunes. So uh, yeah, rate, review us. Give us five stars. Um, You can tear us up one side and down the other as long as you give us five stars. (laughs) I mean, truthfully, the the few comments we've gotten so far haven't been negative, so we're already ahead of the curve. The only one other than the one that I did, which I was like, first, um, was uh, I could tell you guys enjoyed this one. Really enjoyed this one. Uh, this was another one I really enjoyed. I just wish RBG was here. Me too. Um, that booming, magnificent voice of his. It really is. Like, oh, got it. Maybe we should just have him record, like, reading bedtime stories. I, I was going to say, is... we need him to have us read us a story. Um, maybe we can just do a podcast of him reading us a story. Yeah. Or, right, <laughs> I think we should I mean, do an MMO episode especially and let him just... Take like over the floor with the rest of us because I've played some, but I haven't played since like the eighth grade. Yeah, or no, because I was in Bedford at that time and that was death. Yeah, right. Uh, so seventh grade, the seventh grade was the last time I played. So, uh, but definitely uh, rate, review us, like us, get us out there, tell your friends about us, tell your enemies about us. If you think <laughs> we're that bad that you think your enemies might hate it, uh, do it. Whatever. Uh, not to mention, give us some feedback, criticism, good, bad, benign, whatever. Uh, we we take any of it right now. I mean, we're only nine episodes. Yep. Nine episodes in, we have room for improvement. Uh, we still don't really know exactly how we're structuring this. And, you know, we don't know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Cody's done a couple here, uh, here I, and there in the yeah, past. But I, I did some in the past, and it was definitely. Structured. I'm leaning on his knowledge. But, but so, uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Just, I, uh, I was just... used as like a knowledge person, though, with the occasional like stupid joke thrown in on the side. Like, hey, whatever. We had other people who were just clearly dedicated to derailing everything. Well, I mean, we kind of derail ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know there's at least 20 minutes of us just talking about Final Fantasy. Right. 
uh, which we promised we were going to do in a follow-up. It happens. I mean, nerd that, things. That's lead, how it happened. We one started. nerd thing leads to another. We almost got off on a tangent just about Doctor Who, which should be, definitely be an episode. Oh, um, definitely. oh yeah. Yeah. I made Randy go through eleven just because oh, yeah. I thought that'd be the one she liked the most. I don't know how much she retained, but I enjoyed myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> Matt Smith was great. The only thing I don't like is that they don't have the movies, the specials. No, huh. so like I think it was on Hulu, and it is, none of the specials were on there, just the episodes. So didn't get any of the Christmas specials, didn't no. get the 50th anniversary. Oh, they say, yeah, the Day of the Doctor? Like, that's oh, the that's one of the best. Yeah. I mean, hell, John Hurt. Mm-hmm. Enough said. The War Doctor. Yeah, oh, yeah, enough said. So, all right, uh, I am Kegger. Uh, here with me, as always, is... Uh, Cody the Ginger. And uh, we will talk to you next time. You guys have a great night.